Hey there, it's Tardis for the Party. He's Phil Mudger. I'm Dan Riddick. We bounce back and forth between Phil and our pop social hosts, the Therapies and Me, and this is the first time around, and talking about Disney through the decades on the Disney Plus service. This time, we're talking about a movie Bill had never seen. Yeah, this is a very this... pointed effort to get us back on track to some degree uh, about mm-hmm. talking, to sticking to the formula of the podcast, which is supposed to be us talking about some things we have never seen before. And after two months of me bullshitting and talking about Back to the Future and Star Wars and Ninja Turtles and shit, I said, fuck it. I'm going to go back to one of my original picks for things I had never seen before. That was one of the first things I ever put on my first list when we first came up with the show. I have a couple gaping holes in my John Hughes knowledge. I've seen most of his movies, but I've never seen Sixteen Candles and I've never seen Pretty in Pink. And so I said, fuck it, I'm going to do that now. And so I did the mm-hmm. first one chronologically. I guess this is a John Hughes' first movie that he wrote and directed. Uh, I guess before this he had directed, or he had written National Lampoon's uh, Vacation and maybe one or two other things, but this is the first thing he directed. He directed it poorly. He wrote it poorly. <laughs> this is 16 <laughs> Candles. It's terrible. It is a terrible this film. Is, this is bad. It is, ooh, it's, ooh, I, it's problematic. I mean, even that aside, it's a bad, even, even in the problematic aside, it's barely a film. There's no story. It's just a bunch of vignettes of bullshit. I was I was 15 minutes into the movie, and the first thing that popped in my head was Paul Reiser and Aliens, where he's just like, mistakes were made, Ripley. Mistakes were made. <laughs> and, 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 like, I was going to have to do that with you on today's podcast, because this is a perfect example of Bill just saying, okay, I'm going to do this, and, and, and things going badly as a result of that. So it's... And, and it's because it, this is a perfect example. One of those things I've grown up, and I love the John Hughes movies that I've seen. And so this is interesting to see one of his movies without any context, with, like, fresh eyes. And I kind of... I do think that the movies that I've seen of his that I do love are objectively better than this one, because I think he may have learned some things from this movie, like, hey, maybe we should have a plot and less racism in his other films. (laughs) But... Because I think the next film he did after this was, like, The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is... I love that movie. You hate John Hughes. So a lot of this is totally lost on you altogether, but... I don't necessarily hate John Hughes. Uh, I think Home Alone's alright. Home Alone is alright. I just saw that for the first time in a while last year, and I I was like, okay, that's actually pretty good. I just don't relate to any of his teen characters. (sighs) I I don't think his stories are very strong. Which, it's not a generational Um, thing, because you and I are roughly the same age, and I love his stuff, but... It's just funny, too, because... like, especially watching something like this. And I'm, I, I'm actually... Sorry for interrupting, no, no, but I'm ahead. actually surprised you like him as much with your class warfare stuff. I was about so, to say, because, like, all... You, you're so- oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate the people in this movie. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think Pretty in Pink is more about class stuff, because all I knew about Pretty... All I knew about the, the two John Hughes movies I'd never seen before was they're both about Molly Ringwald, one of them is about how she's poor and she has, like, um, Harry Dean Stanton is her dad and she, like, falls in love with a guy from, like, the rich side of the tracks. There's mm-hmm. one where it's racist with Long Duck Dong. There's one where there's, uh, Anthony Michael Hall's trying to get her panties. And then there's one where everyone hates the ending because she chooses the wrong guy. And so, like, half of that stuff is in this movie. So I'm assuming Pretty in Pink is about her being poor with Harry Shearer's dad. And that's the one with the wrong ending, because this is the one with the racism in the panties. And, yeah, no, there's... 
bunch of not even rich, not even upper middle class, but fucking upper class rich people who like like live in castles and shit. Like I love weird science, but like the pe the, the kids in that movie, they live in a fucking castle. Like, yeah. and part of it is kind of like, well, A, that the weird science is like, it's supposed to be like a riff on Frankenstein a little bit, and they need a house big enough because the whole end of that movie is like this 500 people house party, so. But still, it's not even a mansion, it's a fucking castle they're living in. And even the rich guy in this movie, which I think, I wonder if they filmed it at the same like house mansion castle location because he lives in this fucking giant fucking house. Oh, it's fucking, I fucking rich people and their rich fucking problems. <laughs> fucking fuck, fuck, fuck fucking hate this movie. I you fucking know, I, hate it. <laughs> I, Molly Ringwald can't act? There's oh, no... She's every... She's terrible. She fucking... I mean, she was... To the, be fair, uh, everybody in this movie can't act. Hey, this is the one thing. Did you recognize who the blonde lady is? The, 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 the Essentially the other woman who's not Molly Ringwald, the one... No. The one that Anthony Michael Hall gets drunk with at the end of the movie? I no. thought for a while, I was like, man, she looks familiar. And I was like, oh shit, that's the lady, the blonde lady from Roadhouse. Who's all like, you know, who's the concubine of the rich guy and she does the striptease. Mm. And I looked at her and I was like, no, it's not her. She's, that lady is actually, she's Marla Bloodstone from Gremlins 2. She's the mm. one who's like, oh, Billy. Oh, you're so fascinating, yeah. Billy. Um, which that blew my mind because, like, I guess she's a natural redhead because but they already, already had natural redhead in Molly Ringwald's. So they was like, you got to put a blonde wig on. Put this bad, bad wig on. The fucking guy who plays the main rich dude in this is like a total cipher. He's nothing. He has Oscar the Grouch eyebrows, and that's his one distinctive characteristic. He's a terrible actor. I mean, get. What do you think about Anthony Michael Hall? Do you care? He's about a fucking creep in this. Oh, <laughs> well, even that's in a general. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't give a shit about Anthony Michael Hall. Like... Everybody talks about his scene in Weird Science where he's all <laughs> act in the in the bar and. I'm talk like, about whatever. Weird Science, or am I? Oh, you no. know what it is? It's, it's because the the one of the bar guys from that bar scene in Weird Science shows up at the beginning of Roadhouse, and so I freaked out about Anthony Michael Hall's drunk blues guy scene, which is my favorite part of that movie. Um, mm. yeah, no, Sixteen Candles is a piece of shit. Like, yeah. it, 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 like even the racism and, and class shit aside is not good. And, well, well, let's also not forget about the sexism, the... Like, the, rapey shit, the fucking... The homophobic homoph shit. I mean, it's, that's well, it's a mid-80s mid teen comedy. Even Bill and Ted were all yeah. like, oof, I don't Yeah. And this movie, even, it's even got Joan and John Cusack. But they're mm -hmm. utterly fucking wasted. And like, yeah. um, and, and, and especially John Joan Cusack, she shows up in these little vignettes that it feels like they accidentally, like when they made. But only the movie. for like the first half hour. But yeah, and then she disappears completely. But aside from one bit where she's like just lurking in the background while Molly Ringwald and What's His Face are talking in a bus, she's like all in all these disconnected vignettes that are off by herself, <coughs> which mm -hmm. really makes it feel like. When they put this movie together, once they finished filming, they were like, oh my god, this is only barely an hour long. We need to come up with like a half hour of random vignettes we could just randomly sprinkle throughout the whole movie. So let's have Joan Cusack just do a bunch of stupid shit with a fucking neck brace, and we'll just randomly put those into parts of the movie. Like, let's have a weird Long Duck type Dong. of neck brace that I don't know if it exists. <laughs> it feels like a prop that was made for the movie, because I can't imagine how that actually has, has any practice. Because it's just like... 
It's also, <laughs> I don't think I took a note of the scene, but there's a point where she's at the party trying to drink from a can. Yeah. And she's like tilt, she's, she's holding it like straight up and down in front of her face. And instead of just <laughs> tilting the can up to drink from it, she has to tilt her whole body. Yeah. Which I guess maybe work. that's the joke. There was one thing in this movie that made me laugh, and it's Joan Cusack. It has nothing to do with else than the rest of the movie. She's trying to drink from a water fountain at the school, and she gets mm-hmm. her face wet. And then she goes to dab her face with... She's got this woman wearing a, like, a little lace skirt. Poodle skirt. Po- poodle a poodle skirt. skirt, like, embroidered on her sweater. And yeah. I guess the poodle skirt can be lifted up to be used as a napkin. And so it shows the lady's panties that's embroidered on her chest. And it's mm-hmm. this weird, like... Again, I'm assuming it's a sweater that was just made for this movie. Because, like, I, why would anyone in real life make that? Which, real life was God knows weird enough that could happen. But that's the yeah. one joke in this movie that made me laugh. And it's just total visual joke with Joan Cusack in a dumb sweater. Mm-hmm. And, uh, did you want to do a blow-by-blow? Blow, or did you want to talk about Animal well, Crossing for 90 minutes? Because I can talk about something <laughs> else. Like... Well, last uh, night, Kelsey was like, Oh, I'll watch that movie with you. Yeah. I think I've seen it once and she got pretty in, uh uh yeah pretty in pink and this mixed up in her head oh so pretty so there pink was a lot of the good one? her okay. holding her hands up in the air going what no <laughs> um <laughs> this, is this is not okay a lot of this is not okay this is, this is, this <laughs> was, was was said like even like um, the existence of long duck duck he's only there because he's a foreign exchange student who's traveling with like their grandma and grandpa for absolutely no makes reason. no sense and it's no fucking did you do blow blow my notes? Or? Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, as, yeah, I was saying. And that- so we watched it, and I couldn't pause it like I usually do. But it, I thought I was almost at the end, so I stopped taking notes because I I got a little bit behind. Oh, which part was it did turned you out think the end was? It turned out there was still half an hour left of this <laughs> well, that's fucking the thing. thing. There's no plot. It's just random no. shit that happens for ninety minutes. Because there's and no. It, it, it's also weird uh, that <sighs> I feel like. Uh, Sam, Molly Ringwald's character, takes a fucking back seat through, like, half the movie. She's not well, in it. Well, that's why it feels like, to me, like, they only had, like, 45... Like, when they finished filming the movie, they only realized it was only, like, maybe two-thirds as long as it needed to be. And so they went back and filmed a whole bunch of extra shit. Because, like, Molly Ringwald went home, so they are like, let's do a whole bunch of long duck... Extra long duck dong stuff. Let's do a bunch of stuff with John Hughes. Let's... Or with, uh... With Joan Cusack. Let's, like, randomly just have fucking anthony michael hall just doing more shit with this rapist rich dude fucking oh it's the weirdest like at least other john hughes movies have a character who has something going on in their lives who's trying to do something there's a theme to the movie and it's a more tightly structured story this movie it is just like it's bad. It's just badly written. Not, not, not even that the jokes are bad or it's racist, but just, yeah, it's, it doesn't feel like a whole movie that was written ahead of time. It feels like a movie that was made up as it went along. And, like, Molly Ringwald doesn't learn anything. I mean, I guess part of this is also because the movie only takes place over the course of, like, two days, so it's not like she has a lot, like, lot of time to, like, change her personality or learn some kind of important life lesson. And that's not really the point, because I get that this movie is supposed to be just, like, a day in the life of this teenage girl. But even yeah. then, John Hughes did more profound things with, like, such a limited scope of what he was trying to do. Whereas this is just fucking... Who gives a shit about any of these people? And, like, there's no story to cling to. Like, you're not really worried about what's going to happen next because there's no stakes. Uh, in fact, actually, the closest thing to stakes in this movie is 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 is, is fucking Anthony Michael Hall going to get his dick wet 
And it's not like you give a shit about, like, whether or not she's going to hook up with, with the rich guy, because the rich guy's a fucking dickhead. You don't want her hooking up with that guy, yeah. even if you care about Molly Ringwald, which even that's up in the air, because she's a terrible actress. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, every every part of this movie has multiple points of failure happening at the same time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's not much story. It's Molly Ringwald. It's her 16th birthday. Everyone's forgotten about well, it because her sister's getting married the next day, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So the, the this is a typical, like, John Hughes, like, morning in the house where kids are arguing, bathrooms are being used. Yeah, and... there's this giant house with a bunch of, like, with a bunch of rich people, and inexplicably, there's, like, 15 people in the family. Exactly. I th- and I, th- I, I, we did another movie where, like, some some shit like this happened where it doesn't seem like the family talked about shit at all that was about to happen, and I feel like this is the same thing. Yeah. Maybe it was uh, uh, the uh, Christmas vacation. You know that that's a big. You know what? Actually, oh man, I've, I've I didn't realize I subjected you to two John Hughes movies in, in six months. <laughs> uh, one that's a big part of Home Alone too is actually that like they've got like three families worth of one family living under one house, which I get the idea that like. All the extended members of this family have come together, so I guess then, then they can all get on a plane, like, get on a plane together to go to Paris, rather than just everyone flying to Paris independently? Ah, it's... I don't know. It's... But anyway, yeah. the daughter that's getting married, Jenny, goes to the bathroom, it's like, Aah! and the, the, the little brother... Oh my god. This, this piece of shit little brother Fuck says, Dad, she got her period. Should make for an interesting honeymoon. What? Why did people in the '80s not know how younger brothers worked? What the fuck was wrong with them? I don't know if they were trying to make this kid like the breakout character because he's so much like wiser. Well, not wiser, but like he's such a smart, alecky character, older than he what he should be. But it's just so like what? Because the kid's only like twelve years old. It's more like just he's just a wise ass. Little brothers in 80s movies are always like, hey, sis, nice tits. Yeah! And stuff like that. It's, it's like, like, what is happening? It feels like he should be waggling his eyebrow and smoking a cigar while he's dropping these little fucking witty bon mots about his sister's tits. I got four and sisters. I never talked about their tits because I wasn't a creepy fucking weirdo. talking about their tits. And what is what 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 John Hughes? Why? I do give. I mean, the basic premise of this movie, I give John Hughes props for saying, "I'm going to make a teenage comedy that's just about this teenage girl." And there's nothing specifically mm-hmm. wrong or crazy about this girl's life. She's just a random, like, scorchingly rich girl, I guess. But <laughs> oh, but at least it's just like, I I appreciate anyone who tries to do a movie that is like intentionally low stakes, but like. All the characters in this movie are so unlikable, and the things he does to spice up this movie are just so bad and lame. And and as a comedy, the comedy is terrible. Like like the little brother. He's, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting that people are like, oh, John Hughes really really fucked up when he made Baby's Day Out. It's <laughs> like, like no, yeah, he, he always had he, he yeah. always had some shit in his closet. <laughs> this is this is Molly's Day Out. That's all this movie is. Yeah. Oh, she's God. sixteen. She, she just wakes looks, up and she wakes looks up. She's looking at her the tits. mirror yeah. and she's like, "I haven't changed. I'm going to get on the phone and be all mopey." And she's just like, "I should probably get downstairs. My family's probably pissed. I haven't let them tell me happy birthday." Ugh. Yeah, she's all girl in her eyes, but then yeah. yeah. It, and then she goes downstairs in an outfit that looks like Boy George threw up on her. To be fair, for someone like dressing in like 1984, it could be worse. It's not great, oh, but like, yeah, she. Oh, could we'll be... get to the worst dressed people. <laughs> she could be wearing uh, like a leopard print scarf 
and like a giant yeah. jacket with shoulder pads. Like you know, it, it's actually relatively tasteful for the times. But yeah, she tries to drop clues to her mom that it's her birthday, but her mom's like, Dah! "Do we meet the grandparents yet? Already here? I can't remember." No, not but yet. Yeah. No, so then you're not watching this at the same time. Dude? I am, but again, everything's so disconnected that, like, yeah, it's you just, just keep turning your face away in disgust. <laughs> so her dad says, "Oh, the weddings are a pain. If you get ever get married, choose to elope." And her brother says, "Who would marry her?" And her youngest sister sings, "Mr. T." You really got her there? <laughs> what? I guess the younger sister only exists because Molly Ringwald wanted to give her little sister. A role in the movie, so that's why that little sister shows up like for one scene to say Mr. T and disappears for the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> oh god, Which that's, everybody that's, that's leaves this movie all over. Stand- yeah, and she's like, Ugh, I can't believe it. I for- fucking forgot my birthday. <laughs> was it? Uh, was it Teen Squad? What's the? What's the? Teen Girl Squad. That's totally what she is in this movie. Yeah. And then the, the montage with the opening credits of kids getting off the bus, proving that everyone looked like a fucking dweeb in the 80s. This is true. I like, mean, they're trying to shove cool kids in the frame. It's like, oh, man. Oh, I forgot. There's one other joke that made me get a laugh was later when she gets on the bus and there's like a whole fucking retard band, which I only can only mm. say retard because we're talking about an 80s thing with which they talk <laughs> about retards. Anyway, yeah. And oh. it's so cool. And she... Inside, Molly Ringwald Sam is moping to her 30-year-old high school best friend about how her sweet 16 isn't shaping up to be so sweet. At least Molly Ringwald seems to be a teenager, but yeah, some of the other, like, fucking... I, I think the lady who plays Marla Bloodstone, the, 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 her, I think she's like 25 in this movie at least, which they kind of make jokes about how she must have failed senior class like nine times so they justify why she's like so much older than everyone else despite also being a high schooler but yeah oh my god anyway but yeah (laughs) her best friend her best friend's 35 with six kids yeah and then she's in class filling out some confidential paper okay i I didn't quite get this. Was this a note to somebody they, from somebody? Was this a teacher in sex ed? They, Did they have sex ed in the they, 80s? I don't know what's happening. That's the thing. When they first start doing it, there's absolutely no context. But a little bit later, she mentions about how someone else, one of the other students, had, had given her the sex test to fill out anonymously. Mm. Which, this is a thing I've never heard of before. Because what do you do? Does, does like, everyone just hand these tests? Like, what does anyone do with these tests? Because presumably it's one person handwriting out these tests and ha- randomly giving them out to other people who I and guess then, they turn them back in for... Sin- and then they... Is this just... just, just jerk just, off furiously. Just to give the one person who wrote the fantasy. test, like, a good laugh? Like, I don't know what I the... I don't know. Hmm. But, There's anyway, so she's... She, question, yeah. Questions like, have you ever touched it? Almost. Have you ever done it? I don't think so. Interesting. <laughs> if I... if you didn't want to do it, who would you do it with? I mean, that is the, that, she... that that totally does. Uh, I that, that, that's a little thing because that is a lot of teenagers because they they're talking about sex, but they mm. don't want to commit to saying yes or no about anything because they don't know how the other person's going to respond or how it's going to make them look. And also, if if you've most teenagers of that age probably haven't had sex, so they're just gonna like try to bluff yeah. it a little bit. So and that makes that actually <laughs> well, does feel I, real to me. I can but, tell you, Sam, <clears throat> if you almost touched it once, that means you didn't have sex. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so at and, the most, someone you... masturbated to you in the same room. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Hey, who would you want to do it with if you did do it? And she looks back behind her and sees... <laughs> First person she sees is this huh? guy with Oscar the Grouch eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, well, I guess I'll write his name down for no reason. I mean, I well, guess the insinuation... obsessed with this fool. I'm assuming she's had a crush on this guy a long time. It's not just because he's literally the first person he, she laid eyes on after reading that question. But yeah. Yeah, it's one of Matt Dillon's clones that escaped. It, I thought it was Matt Dillon who just hadn't grown into his, like, shapeshifter face yet. But no, it's just... <laughs> I I looked up the guy in, on, on IMDb. His name is, like, Jake McGillicuddy. And he, like, did, like, one toothpaste commercial after this, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she looks at him, and she's like, "Oh yeah. And she puts down his name, Jake Ryan. Which, great name. That's memorable. Jesus Christ. Does he know you want to duel with him? No. And she underlines this, just to prove the point. Yeah. This is kind of a clunky way for exposition for the audience, because, like, again, I don't know how you know much what, of this ever happened in real life, these kind of tests. You know what's more clunky but... than that? This incredibly, like secretive anonymous test that she's filling out she to get it to her friend oh, who's sitting behind yeah. her she pretends to stretch and just drops it on the fucking floor yeah and she doesn't realize until like yeah she's she's like walking then, out of class with her well, friend she's like well, did you get the notice and she's like no i didn't get the notice. well jake, like, oh my god jake rock yeah jake ryan noticed her drops it and uses his feetsies to pick it up mm. we don't see his reaction or anything like, we just know that he has no. it yeah yeah yep it's, it's so it's, she's talking to her friend down the hall. I can't believe it. It's so embarrassing. It's anonymous. Though. Oh, no. I'm just glad nobody <laughs> knows I filled it out. And then her friend is like, I, I'm sorry. I got I, I continue this conversation, but I have to pick up my 15 year old son from special ed <laughs> class. Uh, we'll talk about this later after after I after I finish cooking my 50 year old husband's uh, steak dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so. So it turns out Jake Ryan guy, he's in his twentieth year in high school. Do it. <laughs> he's doing talking. the fakest pull up. So this, okay, he's this part to right here. He's a thirty-year-old man in gym class. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> about about uh, Sam, and it's like I don't know. She's not. She's all right, I guess. I just I like a relationship more. I don't know. And they're doing the fakest pull-ups I've ever seen, and they pull back to show them, like, Hank standing. The fact that they're standing, the pull which... Bar, I don't know what the fuck the point of that is. The way the camera pulls out, I think it's supposed to be a joke, but, like, it's just... Like, that, from the way they were already standing, you can tell they were just... Because, like, they're just standing and they're talking. Like, they do... They each of them do, like, one or two push-ups or pull-ups, but then they're just standing mm -hmm. there, so it's obvious that they're not, like, hanging from their arms. Because the yeah. camera just pulls out, like, nothing about the, like, how they're behaving changes. They're obviously just standing there, so the, the pullback to the reveal doesn't reveal anything, so it's not a joke. And this is yeah. a perfect example of, like, he, John Hughes does things like this in later films, but he, like, learning from this film, presumably, he at least does them better. Not to say those other films are automatically better than this, but at least this is just a joke that just doesn't even work. It's not even like it's, like, a bad joke that's just not funny. It's just, mechanically, the joke doesn't work, and I wonder if he just had to put it in the film, because this film is, like, leave, like the, 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 this thing here is, like, leaving in basic exposition that the movie needs. And I guess they didn't have a time to go back and refilm it. But like, well, what? How else are two dudes gonna talk if they're not doing pull-ups next to each other? I know, and this is total like, it's like it's, it's like a self-parody of '80s teen films where like, and well, I there's one funny thing where there's like some like 45-year-old man's trying to wrestle a 12-year-old kid in the background while they're talking, but that's like the only interesting mm -hmm. thing going on in the scene. But 
Um, well, and the other guy's like, oh, what would you want with that girl? You've got Carolyn, and there's boobs! Yeah, it just cut straight. Well, that's the joke, is he mentions Carolyn's name and sunlights Carolyn's tits right there. Yeah. Carolyn's taking just a shower. Just right there. Shower all alone, just so the other girls could talk about how perfect she She's is. She's all backlit and, and listening, and, and yeah. Yeah, some backlit and wet because John Hughes was like, I gotta get me some boobies this, in my 80s movie. There's something fucked up about it's this. It's so superfluous. They could have had her like a cheerleading practice or yeah. something that wasn't quite so I think, naked. I mean, for a raunchy 80s teen comedy, you had to like have naked tits. Which is funny because this is still just PG. It's not even PG-13 rated, it's just PG. And so I guess he's still kind of obligated. Because it's not like other John Hughes movies all have naked tits. There's, there's actually not that much. Like, it's not like the Breakfast Club has any nudity, just a lot of swearing, but... It's... It's... Was this before or after Gremlins? Was PG-13 a thing yet? Uh, it would have been like a year after this, because this is like 1984. Yeah, this is 1984, so it would have been... Yeah, Gremlins came out in 84. They were essentially being made at the same time. So if this had been made a year later, they probably would have gotten a PG-13 just for those tits. And yeah, so yeah, Molly Ringwald and her 45-year-old friend are talking about how, like, perfect the what's-her-face is and, like, her body, Mm -hmm. and she's got bigger tits than I ever them and all that stuff, and yeah. Yeah. Which is really weird, because they're standing there, like, five feet away from her talking to her about, like... In an echoey, echoey school shower. They're fully dressed, and they're just watching her, like, strip shower, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. So they later they get on the bus. That's the other funny... Shocked full of dorks. <laughs> this is one thing John Hughes does throughout his films to show kind of what a fucking zoo being on the bus can be. Uh, that's the mm. whole punchline of the end credits of uh, Ferris Bueller. Hey! Is, yeah. But were there people that would wear jock straps on their heads? That's another... This as is, masks? That's a big joke in fucking... Oh no, it's, it's bras, not jock straps. But that's another yeah. thing that like, it's a big thing in John Hughes. And just also teen uh, comedies in general from the 80s. Is jock straps. Which, maybe this is because I went to a high school where we didn't have any athletic stuff. We had dancers and stuff like that, but we didn't have like a sports team. Because we were a high school for the creative performing arts. And, like, so it's not like there were jock straps laying all around or anything like that. Whereas, like, if, if, if you're in alien culture watching these movies as your only example of, like, high school human society, you think, like, all boys are just walking around with jock straps in their pockets that they could just randomly wear for no reason. But I love it when she gets on the bus. Yeah, there's a band playing in the background, and they're all, like, playing, like, a, like it's, like, special ed music. And, yeah, you see Joe Cusack. She's got her neck brace on. She's wearing this, like, hoodie, like it's a weird, like, cloak. And she's just doing this weird, like, bleh, bleh, bleh. and that did make me laugh. Because that one, just, mm. it doesn't have anything to do with Molly Ringwald. It's just a funny scene. Uh, but then she sits down, and, and the funny stuff stops happening. And then, yeah, it's jockstrap kids <laughs> staring at her. <laughs> Shooting like laser guns at her too, or some shit like that. Yeah. I'm watching it now, and I don't even. Yeah. Uh... So her her old friend gets off of the <laughs> diner where she's friend. been working for fifty years. Exactly. Yeah. And then and leaves oh, uh, yeah. Sam all alone on the bus, and she gets approached by a confident dork that to the dragnet music. Which they, yeah, this is another thing too, because like you forgot how old these movies are that like. All, like, the pop culture references are, like, from old Baby Boomer shit, like, that was old even mm-hmm. in 1984. Yeah, so it's, yeah, Dragnet, there's a whole Twilight Zone thing later, yeah. But it's Anthony Michael yeah. Hall. I think, I don't think his character has a name in the credits, he's just listed as the geek. Yeah, his name is Farmer Ted, though. Yeah, so which, uh, looking online, supposedly times. the joke is supposed to be that, like, his actual name would be Ted Farmer, but because in school they would be reading 
roll call with the names reversed, so like it would be like Farmer, mm. Ted, are you here? And so he eventually would have, within the school, been known as Farmer Ted, just because that would have been mm. the funny joke. Later, Farmer Ted. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So uh, he macks on her for a while very awkwardly and very poorly. Yeah, he's all he getting says, up on her, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really gross. And he's like, can I ask you one question? And she says, yes, you're a total fag. <laughs> Oopsie doodle. Thanks, movie. There's... Whoa! Yeah. And all the whole no, time, Joe you. Cusack's just being all toys next to next to them, but not being mm -hmm. really funny because you can't distract from the scene. But yeah. No, but instead he's like, "That's not no. I just want question. Am I turning you on?" And then she's like, "Well, it gets off the bus, and he's gonna go home and post on Reddit about this so hard later." Oh now, yeah. Some woman, yeah. the woman turned him down on the bus, and all he wanted to do was talk to her. Uh movie so, sam gets home and goes upstairs and her grandparents are in her oh room that's the twilight zone thing yeah the twilight zone music so they're sleeping in her room she didn't know that was gonna happen aren't these things talked about in a, a home before people arrive yeah that's the john hughes rich family everyone like 15 people living in the same house where they're all super rich who so really gives a fuck anyway but like yeah random and like it's also super juvenile how she comes up and she sees like it's her grandparents are just like just getting dressed because i guess they just got got in there and they're like changing clothes or something like that but she sees like her dad's mm -hmm. wearing like sock garters and her grandma's in a bathrobe and it's all like, ew, old people's naked flesh, ew. Mm -hmm. But they're not even naked. They're just like wearing like, uh, it's just, and she's all snotty and she's a terrible actress and the grandparents are like, <laughs> and it's funny because everyone in this movie, yeah. like in terms of her family are people you've seen before. If you've ever seen any kind of 80s movies, like her grandma mm -hmm. is just like, the oh, it's that grandma lady, that grandpa is that grandpa lady. Uh, yeah. Grandpa lady. Whatever, what the fuck, but yeah. So I would even call out, like, uh, I heard that, you know what, actually, I like, the guy her playing Molly Ringwald's dad is really nice. He's shown up a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, mm. I was looking up last night, he was actually, he played, um, Garrick's dad on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which I totally forgot about. But I do like him, he's the, he's the one performer in this movie that I genuinely like. Jeez. He's fucking old as shit. Paul Dooley? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he is, like, 50 in this movie, so add on he's an extra 35 years. He was born in 1928. Jesus. So he would have been six, six, like in his mid sixties in this movie. Cause 1984. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Oh God. And anyway, so she goes downstairs. Turns out her mm -hmm. other grandparents are there. And this yeah. guy who looks like a howdy doody puppet. It's all like, <laughs> fucking what the knock fuck? Knock and knock, knock. He's like super enthusiastic. His eyes are bugging out of his head. Then his fucking wife comes out and is fucking. This is maybe the weirdest movie that's not racist. And she's like, oh, her little boobies have grown in. And she got her boobies and they're so perky. This movie is in the them. trailer. This mm. is the scene they were like, you know what? We got to entice people coming to this movie. We need this lady's grandma grab her tits. We need to make mm -hmm. that the centerpiece of the marketing of this film. And she goes <laughs> in and it's like Jaws. She goes to reach out and the movie at least does cut from there. And that's the kind of joke is like, oh my God, you know, the, what the horrors happened there. And then you see Molly Ringwald, I guess she like storms in her little brother's room that's empty for the moment. She's like, I totally got touched up by my parents. I can't believe my grandma thought that my grandma had yeah. boobs on my birthday. And then... Uh oh. Oh no. Uh -oh. Oh, no. Uh -oh. oh no. The Harbinger of Doom. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and 
I think the chapter Nation... title's just, just titled, uh-oh. <laughs> Asian man pops down from the top bunk and says, Oh, what's happening, hot stuff? Uh, and Bill, I'm gonna ask you. Profe okay, uh. so, yes, professional race trader getting new <laughs> getting one out of it. I'm gonna ask you, and <laughs> you as a white man can obviously know, exactly, answer this yeah. for me. So since this character's so blazingly racist, um, if I do do his lines in this film, do I... Is it acceptable to do them like he's How? doing them, or do I just have to read them like, How? uh, no touching donger, ding donger, please? To be fair, he's not quite doing an English. Getting one Navi doesn't have an accent. He just, he's, he's just, he's just like, hey, what's up? Like in real life. Yeah. yeah At yeah. least he's doing. I mean, he's still doing a heightened accent, but it's no, he's not doing me. It's not, it's, he's, well, yeah, he's it's not, not mixing his Rooney. L's and his R. That's, oh, well, that was the thing I was going to say. How did we handle this with Mickey Rooney's character? Because that is just, this is like, this is like second place in the, in, in, in the internet hall of like Asian racism of, for the, for, for the fucking, for, for Hollywood. And oh my fucking god! And so at least at least get it one time. Yeah, he at least he's not doing oh man go right At least he's not doing that shit. But like yeah. the fact that he, every time he shows up, right here, what's his name? The movie just plays a gong sound. It's it fucking wild. It feels like John Hughes was pissed off at some Asian guy and decided to take yeah. it out on the movie. Like, because like again, there's no reason for Long Duck Duck to, Duck to be even in the movie. He's just there, no. just just to squeeze in racist jokes. It feels like a movie yeah. executive was like, you know what, this is a pretty good movie, but what if we had ten minutes of random racism in this movie? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Cooney's Wheel of Fish, though. Am I still allowed to laugh at that? Because I fucking still love that shit. Oh, my God. What is it? Cooney's Wheel of Fish? Because that's the... Know. He's in UHF. He plays... Oh, It's, yeah, it's yeah, Get yeah. a Wannabe in that. Which I'm sure yeah, when yeah, we yeah. talked about UHF, we were talking about how he... We probably talked about uh, Long Gun yeah, Dong. But yeah, yeah, This is actually the third movie we've watched with him What's in it. What's the other least. one? Gremlins 2. Oh, I forgot. Oh, that's I didn't realize that was actually kind of a reunion between Getty Wannabe and uh, Marla Bloodstone. Okay, yeah. So, uh, his name is Long Duck Dong, and uh, every time somebody says his name, they play a gong. And then Sam talks to her mom again, and she doesn't get that Sam's dropping hints that today is a special birthday day. And... Yeah. Also, Long Duck Dong's there with the grandparents, whatever, and she's like, this is the worst day of my life after her mom leaves. And her charming little brother says, what are you complaining about? I gotta sleep under a Chinaman named after some bird's dork. Mm. I'm gonna pull out mm -hmm. a gun and shoot that fucker in the knees. Oh my <laughs> god, that fucking, that kid is, I, 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 like, again, I can see where they're going like this, he's, he's, He's funnier beyond his years, kind of like it's the little brother is the biggest wise ass in the family, but he just comes across as an abrasive fucking dickhead. Uh, you know, again, you know, maybe maybe if Gamergate hadn't happened between now and then, this would be a little more precocious and fun feeling. But this guy just feels like nah. the worst parts of the internet. Between that and Anthony Michael Hall, if you were to Voltron that little brother, Anthony Michael Hall, that's essentially half the internet right now. Uh, but yeah, the fact that like <laughs> it's also like uh, Getty Wannabe's kind of playing him as a, as a Japanese guy. Everyone's calling him a Chinaman, and he's got like a Vietnamese name. It's just the whole thing's fucking. Maybe it's Korean. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's not actually literally. 
Why am I even thinking about this part? This part. Anyway, it's almost like a white man wrote him. <laughs> Seriously, it's not like John Hughes was old enough to just like I can see if this movie had been written by Mickey Rooney, it would justify the racism. <laughs> but John Hughes was a young guy; he was young enough to know better. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so okay. Anyway, but Molly Ringwald's got a bitch to her like forty-five-year-old sister, who is quite possibly one of the worst actresses I've ever seen in my it life. It is a bad acting off. It is just, yeah. and she, <laughs> oh man, she looks nothing. They look nothing alike, and she does feel like she's fifteen years older than her than Molly Ringwald. Whereas the joke is, I guess, supposed to be because she's talking about like, I've had in all of my relationships with men, I've done this and that, and I think the, the I mean, the joke is she's the first one that's lasted six months, and she's acting like she's so much older than than Molly Ringwald. When the idea, I think, the joke is supposed to be she's only supposed to be like a year or two older. But the funny thing, because the actress is like forty-five, like her talking about all this being all this experienced, it, you almost want to take it at face value of like, yeah, why is this like thirty-year-old woman living with the rest of her family and like cr- like crashing with her like teenage uh, sister? But anyway, yeah. But anyway, they're just setting up the fact she... that like they're just introducing the sister and the fact that she's getting married and all that stuff. She also looks like a caramel apple on a stick. <laughs> her head is gigantic. <laughs> She does Fucking have like each of her puppet stuff eyes. She's wearing too much makeup. Oh, I hate Heavens this movie. To Betsy. And we need to go to <laughs> We need to go to dinner and everyone's making fun of Long Duck Dung because he's Asian. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which is funny because yeah. he's just like talking about a quiche. And everyone's like, you don't yeah, spill quiche. Everybody's eat it. staring at it. It's fucking Oh, there's all these white people in the middle of America. They've never seen an Asian person before. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny because obviously the punchline of this scene is supposed to be like, Long Duck Dong's weird. But like watching it now, you're actually more sympathetic because Long Duck Dong himself is actually not acting that weird. It's the rest of this family mm. bunch being a bunch of fucking goony pieces of shit at him. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah. And But this is where they settle the fact that like he, uh, he's a foreign exchange student living with grandma and grandpa, I guess. Yeah. And Sam's got a dance to go to. So the grandparents are like, we got a great idea. You take Long Duck Dong. Okay, so then we go to the dance. And <laughs> a bunch okay, of, whatever. A bunch of dorks. Uh, you know, it it's it pans across all these dorks, these wallflowers standing against the wall and while the Dragnet music plays. And it's hard. I was watching, I'm like, most of these guys just look like they're from the 80s. They don't really look like dorks, per se. Yeah, well, I think this is before the nerd culture really... It's weird because yeah, this is before before like the whole nerd stereotype really got codified so much, mm. and yeah, they're just kind of weirdos, just wearing like weird glasses and stuff like that. I actually kind of wonder with the other two guys that hang out with it's John Cusack and another guy who are throughout the whole movie are wearing weird headgear, like the headgear changes in every fucking scene. But I yeah. wonder because those guys seem to be almost kind of like the prototypical movie nerds. I'm assuming Revenge of the Nerds must have been, already been out before this, and of course that's a huge stepping stone in the evolution of movie nerd stereotypes. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, I mean, there's, there's a couple guys with like pencil thin mustaches, like playing look like little fucking playing with their calculators and shit like that. But it's not the nerdy like the super nerds like we're used to. Which in fact, actually, I guess that's part of the reason why John Hughes cast Anthony Michael Hall in this movie because. Even though he had only written National Lampoon's Vacation, Anthony Michael Hall had been in that, and he liked how he performed as the youngest son in that movie. 
And he had not written this role with Anthony Michael Hall in mind, but Anthony Michael Hall in mind did come in to, uh, to, to audition for this role. And the role as written was supposed to be a stereotypical nerd with like glasses and it was supposed to be like Urkel. Uh, but mm. I guess Anthony Michael Hall, he was the one person who came in and just acted like himself. He wasn't all like, nah, I'm a nerd, meh, meh, meh. And John Hughes was like, okay, that's actually, it's, it feels like a more realistic human being. It's not just, you're not just playing a cartoon stereotype. So that's why he hired him. So I guess it could have been worse. It could have been more of a like, eh, Urkel, like, nah, did I do that? Like throughout the whole movie. I mean, I could uh, see also just having problems with Anthony Michael Hall's performance on its own. But like, it could have been worse. It could have been a bigger, broader stereotype. But, yeah, for some reason, but despite the fact that he's not acting nerdy at all, he's, like, the head of all these dorks. And then he decides he's gonna go mack on Molly Greenwell, because he's, like, telling all the other dorks, he's, he's like, oh, that's, I'm gonna mack on her. I don't know if he already says, like, is he already lying to these people and saying that they're dating? Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. And he, he's gonna go up and try to dance with her on the dance floor, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh... She's busy staring at Jack Ryan or whatever the fuck his name is. It's just lusting all over. Is that the place. that is that's his name? Is that not like the fucking Jack Ryan like spy mo novel shit? Yeah, or is yeah. It Jake, Jack I think it's I Jake Ryan. Know. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jake. Jake Ryan. Yeah. Oh, she's getting all drooly looking at him, and then she notices her and looks at her, and she's like, ah. <laughs> And then she turns to run into the geek who's very confident about being who he is. Yeah, and he starts chicken and, uh, dancing all around her. He's also a huge sleazeball, and then she gets all sad <laughs> and runs away. And he's so he's uh, all fucking. It's like Frozen, where like he's dancing and she he doesn't realize that she's run away, and he, and he he's like oh oh, and then he's all awkward and tries to play it off like oh I'm just dancing, I'll just dance back to my friends again. Her life is so sad. Oh yeah, I'm watching it now, and she's just running away in the most, like, Ow! Oh, my heart is broken! <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like, she's, like, flopping down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. God, this could have been a... Goes... At least her role could have been good if they had gotten a decent actress, but holy shit. <laughs> oh, shit. The Geek's friends bet him a dozen floppy disks. <laughs> oh, my God. Which so he can't get her underpants. <laughs> I do like that he has to explain to her later that floppy disks are, are, are expensive, which that at least justifies with the stakes of this thing. But, like, yeah. And it's funny because the guy who bets him, he's wearing, like, Ray Stance uh, electro goggles, which I think it is literally, like, the same model of goggles that Ray would wear in Ghostbusters in the same year this uh, the movie came out. Mm. But, but, yeah, now he's got to go get her underpants, so he tracks her down. Well... Well, first there's a little scene with Joan Cusack dancing with another lady. Oh yeah, that's which right. I guess I guess in the '80s meant you weren't popular. There's more filler here. This yeah, this the perfect example Long, of stuff it, that well, happens because it feels like the movie needed to be padded out for some reason. Yeah. Long Duck Dong is dancing with a very tall lady. The joke is his head rests against her boobies. It goes on for like five minutes too, <laughs> and the idea is she's not like really wearing a bra or a nipple. Well, like no the. The joke is that she says, I can run the quarter mile in 40 seconds flat or whatever it is. And he's like, oh, flat. Oh, and then God, he looks at her right. boobies because she's got titties. She's not flat. <laughs> she's round. And he's like mm -hmm. staring. He's staring at her nipple the whole time this is happening. And it's it's terrible, too, because I was reading online about how, like, some people uh, think that part of the joke is that lady is supposed to be, like, hideously ugly. And, like, she just looks like a normal human being. She's not, like, particularly ugly or anything like that, too. So it's just no. like, God, fucking internet, shut the fuck up. 
Get the fuck up, you asshole. So Jake goes over to the Farmer Ted and he's like, You know that girl you're dancing with? And he's like, Yeah, it's just how stupid Jake is that he saw that and parsed that as that was dancing. Like him, yeah. Like, he and saw that. Like, and, I don't know. She's uh, she's kind of cute, got smallish tits, so I don't know. Really. He actually says something like that, too. Yeah, Great it's guy. the most. Yeah, no, he does. Oh, my yeah, fucking God. Ugh. It's no wonder she's alone in the hallway crying. <laughs> I mean, in that perspective, Molly Ring was completely justified. She's not performing mm -hmm. it well, but the character motivation is completely, yeah, sensible. Uh, and then let's spend some time watching Joan Cusack trying to drink from water yeah, fountain. Which the, yeah, the gag itself is not that funny, but I do like the like the the, the, the napkin skirt joke. But yeah. Mm -hmm. so God, this goes. I'm watching still... it. And this goes on for. A, this is like fucking Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let let's just lurk on the <laughs> linger on the scene for way longer than it needs to. Yeah. Okay. Yep. She's still crying in the hallway. Whatever. Is then the dorks come back to it. Noi. Uh, well. And all that finishes. Sorry, it's not that something. I got mixed yeah. up on my notes because who cares? No, I mean, eventually but, um, what happens is that like fucking Molly. Well, Molly she's Ringwald, sitting on the yeah. She's sitting on the bleachers with her friend, and I guess her friend's boyfriend. Oh, you're talking about old friend. Yeah, yeah her old, old friend. friend yeah, and her, her and that her, old friend has a boyfriend. Her, yeah, I guess. Her friend's grandma. Who, <laughs> <laughs> her grandma friend. Mm hmm and then the dork comes over and then he says his name is farmer ted and then he's rambling and their friend tells him get out of here and his boyfriend snaps and is like seriously blah 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 yeah. he rambles to himself not looking at sam so she sneaks away to go elsewhere and sit in a car and shop class i was legitimately confused because again like i i didn't go to a, uh, a high school that had shop class so i was like why is she suddenly like is she did she escape to someone's garage and I was like, oh, this must, like, yeah, I didn't realize because it's like a half-built car, which... I guess some schools do do that because there's that no, section I mean, that in totally makes where sense. there's also cars and shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, which it would make... everyone should have to take that because repairing and working on cars, you should at least be able to know how to change your oil and your spark plugs. And also just because if you're ever going to expect to own a car someday, you should at least own, un understand the basics. Yeah, just the basic yeah. biology but of But anyway... Car. But yeah. Anyway, that aside, she's sitting in a half a car. <laughs> like that's more interesting to talk about than the actual movie, yeah. 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 And he he somehow knew she was in there, the dork did, and followed her. Because he read and the he script. Knocks, he knocks over a rack of hubcaps and then goes and joins her in the car. He's a very unlikable character. Well, they do have a little more of a heart-to-heart, because -heart, doesn't he confess that he's never gotten laid before? Yeah. So there's a little bit, she, at well, least. Well, he lets his guard down a little bit. She's like, oh, it's my birthday. And he's like, it's your birthday. Oh, and it shows you how old they And she's like, hey, 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 shut up. And he's like, hey, June. Which, and she okay. says, stop it. We, if you sing another bar of this, we're going to have to pay royalties on that. So please, <laughs> like, knock it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's been a really shitty birthday. He's like, you didn't get anything good? She's like, not even a happy birthday. And he's like, oh, no. Rich people's problems, the motion picture. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. One time, my older sister forgot her own birthday. Who cares? <laughs> I can stand. Yeah. It was like 6 p.m. at night. She was sitting on the curb. And she's like, hey, today's my birthday. <laughs> Which is... Extra wild because my oldest sister shares the same birthday as her. That, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. So I guess she didn't get anything okay. for your sister for your for her birthday. I guess huh? not. I, guess I don't not. know. I can see. So, have you ever almost forgotten your anniversary? That seems to happen. Actually, uh, that seems to be a thing that actually happens in real life. I'm always kind of surprised by. No. Well, it depends on if you're talking about 
Well, our, our we had the two anniversary, one the wedding and one the, the actual date anniversary. The date anniversary was on Halloween, so that one's Oh, like when you, had, when, you, when you had your first date? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I kind of wish people had, would celebrate that more often than just the marriage. Yeah. So, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Anything to talk about, I'll talk about the movie. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> really? No shit. <laughs> anyway. And he's like, oh, that sucks. I'll tell you a secret, but I can't leave this room. It would ruin my reputation yeah. as a dude. Uh, God, this this uh, is like toxic masculinity. I never. When people wonder like what the definition of toxic mas masculinity is, it is just shit like this where it's just like. Yeah. I never bagged a babe. Ugh. I'm not a stud. Yeah. Well, I do uh, like hey, how honest you, he is were, about it though. Yeah. So you were a little older than me in the 80s. Were people as obsessed with getting like their virginity lost as 80s movies made it never seem like, as or the movies did, especially john adults, hughes movies adults at the time were like all kids care about is losing their virginity I mean, people will people will think you're a pariah if you don't have uh, your dick wet that's the thing because because i went to like eventually wound up going to a high school where like this it was an arts high school so no one really cared that much about anything but like yeah, yeah so my only reference for like what mainstream high school teenage culture would uh, it would be like would be movies like this and I never saw anything like that where mm -hmm. guys were like whereas like anyone felt like institutionally obligated to lie about whether or not they slept with other people or not um yeah, I guess within I wonder how many of how much this 80s movie craze about dudes not being real man if they haven't gotten laid and all the chicks who are like, oh, I gotta get it. At least it's oh. become more of a dated thing wonder, now, where it's easier. Yeah, to Yeah, I wonder how much that's just God. fucked up. Because well, then that's what you get when you get older. Like I don't know if John Hughes is like a baby boomer. Well, he's obviously older. Where like you do have like a generation that's older than the generation being depicted in the film. So he is kind of carrying forward. Uh. Like I would assume, even by the '80s, this wasn't as quite in real life. It wasn't quite as much of a thing. As being depicted was, by someone who was writing this shit who was older. He was born in 1950. Let's see, yeah, that, that firmly makes him a baby boomer then, yeah. So, that's actually... Oh yeah, so I guess he was in his mid-30s when he was making this stuff. Which, like, he's an adult, but he's not, like, super young. But he's not, like... He's not, like, Greatest Generation, like, World War II. Like, he's not, like... Yeah, he's not... He, he's Homer Simpson, not Grandpa Simpson. So he should have at least known a little bit better, but... Anyway. Mm -hmm. but, so yeah. she laughs at him... Eventually, he tries to mount her, and she says, get off. Yeah, he just like, oh. gets Well, then he's like, oh, just... I'm sorry, yeah. and she's like, it's okay, and he's like, ding, and it makes a ding sound, and he tries to do it again. <laughs> Sexual assault, funny. Oh, God, and that's another thing that... <laughs> and she's like, that's not what I meant. John Hughes got better with deciding which times he wanted to, like, break the fourth wall a little bit, and he's mm -hmm. still figuring that out in this movie, but it's, uh, it's just... But yeah, he's crawling and all over. And then she's just... like, "I, but I could really feel how you how you liked me." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess we have an emotional connection." And she's like, "No, I felt it on my leg." Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it turns out it was just his breath spray. <laughs> and he says he's the king of the dipshits, which I'm not gonna argue with. <laughs> That's how he should have been credited at the end of the film. Yeah, yeah, they talk, and eventually he asks if he can have sex with her, but she's like, nah, 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 I'm saving myself. At least there, guy. it's just actually, he's not like, he's not, he is, he does just does ask. It's not like mm. he's trying to hoodwink her or force himself on her. So at least that's a mm. little bit better, but like, but she does come out and say, yeah, like, I'm, I want to, yeah, I'm saving myself for Jack Ryan. I'm saving myself for Jake Ryan. <laughs> and he's, Jake? Jake's my boy! And he's. 
He was asking. You see, Jake was asking about you for like five minutes ago. I do like she him with Anthony Michael Hall scheming in these movies where he's like, oh yeah, he's my boy. I'll help you out. Yeah, and she freaks out and gotta go, but before she goes, he's like, hey, uh, can I borrow your panties for ten minutes? And it just cuts away, right? Yep. Okay. And then the Jake Ryan's dancing with his terrible girlfriend who's being a real crumb bum and talking about, oh, things are suck, or whatever, I suck, and we're gonna have a party at your house, let's blow this pizza popsicle stand. I forgot this is supposed whatever. to be too huge, or the, I forgot the dance, because the movie only takes place over the course of 36 hours, I guess this whole mm -hmm. one night is both the school dance and this random fucking, we'll get that After out. dance party. I guess after dance, yeah. so I guess it's a party that he man he hosted in his giant empty castle without his parents at like Well, midnight? I don't think he was planning on it. She says she invited like two people and then a thousand people show up oh, okay. or whatever. So he keeps looking around for that girl that wants to have sex with him because apparently she's the first girl that's ever wanted to have sex with I him. Why so? is she so special? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, don't have an answer for that. That's I cool. don't. I. That's the. I. I don't. I. I. I'm. 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 I'm yeah. I. Mm. It plot wise, it doesn't make it like this. Yeah. I don't Why know. Why do you look it at really her and think just... I could have a whole life with that girl? I know nothing about except for the fact she wants to slob on my. And I really spent this whole movie waiting for that guy to get more interesting too. Like, I thought there was going to be oh, some kind of, like, Oh, that must have been out. disappointing. And, no, this guy's always just a vapid piece of shit who goes out of his way to... We'll get to that, but, like... Oh, fuck yeah. Me. Anyway, but, yeah. So, so, Sam is busy in the hallway practicing what she's going to say to him. Oh, and there's and a I... weird thing where she, like, goes through a door, and mm. then, like, these parents are dragging their kid to the school dance? Well, it was... They did it... They do that twice. They shoved that... that Poor little boy into the dance. They're like, no, go into dance. And he's like, no, I want to stay home with you guys. Because I guess they're trying. That's what. Yeah, it's a. I don't Wait, know. Wait, so is that, that, does that get it. picked up? Is, is that setting up a punchline later or something? Nope. No? They okay. Because it it's just, it happens you've never twice seen that kid where the before. Kick him in. It's you just... see him once. Because when everybody's coming into the party, they shove him in the party again. Oh, I didn't leave. see. Okay. I was, maybe I was checking yeah. my email or something. Like but that. that doesn't make it any, like. Clearer. It just happens I, I thought twice. It was the, I thought it was the punchline to a joke that I had missed from earlier in the film before this. Not that it was setting up, like, this happens again late. What the fuck no. movie? It's just Milhouse's parents trying to get Milhouse It does feel, yeah, but, like, I, but I had to stop the movie and rewind it twice just to make sure I didn't miss anything within that scene. <laughs> and, like, no, that's no. a completely random happening. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, she goes in, and he's got his back to her at the coat check thing, but before she could talk to him, she turns around, because she's shy, and then he turns around and sees her, and she sees him, and he smiles at her, and she says, oh, and goes away. And then she says, I gave <sighs> my panties to a geek. Yeah, she can't believe it. He smiled at her, and she didn't say anything, and she gave her parents panties to a nerd. Also, the dongers driving... Okay, so, no, sorry. So then a, a nerd is charging a buck a piece to see a freshman so they can see her pants. Which, because I guess... Reading sure. about this movie afterwards, just to do research, people were talking about that iconic scene with the panties. And I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. I, I, had, I had to... I fired up the movie just to go back and make sure I didn't miss anything. They're just talking about this one... It's literally just one shot... Of like twenty mm -hmm. nerds just lining up in this bathroom, 
just just to pay like a buck a piece just for uh, Mike, uh, Anthony Michael Hall to come out with her underwear and just hold it up and that's it. And that's this. Yeah. I thought there's going to be more of a plot device where maybe someone tries to steal the panties, or he has to nah. keep on, uh, like, uh, holding up this ruse about how he's dating her or anything like that. But that's it. That is the whole plot thread of that movie, is the panties. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's the story? I mean, you got a guy or? Yes, three big ones, and they less went blood. Her name is Samantha Baker, and today is her 16th birthday. She's gotten her boobies. Oh, I'd better go get my magnifying glass. They forgot my birthday. Classic. This is the single worst day of my entire life. Universal Pictures presents... (laughs) Score, a direct hit. 16 Candles. You say it's your birthday. It's my mother too. The story of a girl who's stuck with a guy who's driving her crazy. Nice manners, babe. And stuck on a guy she's crazy about. Who's Jake? Jake Ryan? Jake's my boy. Jake is a senior, and he's beautiful and perfect. He doesn't even know you exist. He smiles at me, and I don't say anything. can't believe I'm such a jerk. You quit feeling sorry for yourself. It's bad for your complexion. Do you know Samantha Baker? Kids are looking at me a lot. It's kind of cool the way she's always looking at me. Maybe she's retarded. What's happening, hot stuff? His name is Long Duck Dong. Nothing could shock me anymore. Underpants. Can I borrow your underpants for 10 minutes? Girls underpants. Rock and roll rubbish. Everybody in this family has just gone totally at her limits. You guys, you just gotta be cool. You just gotta chill out and just be cool. Just watch me. Why, you little scuzzbag. I'll let you take Carolyn home. She's so blitz, she won't know the difference. Jake, I don't have a car. You can take mine. She's stuck between a half-wit very hot, very hot. and a heartbreaker. I want a serious girlfriend, somebody I can love, It's going to love me back. Pretty intense, huh? Over. Everyone she knows is either on her case... You know you're the one I want to buy, huh? ...or out of their tree. Monday! It only happens once in a lifetime. This has got to be a joke. And once is enough. Happy birthday, Samantha. This is getting good. 16 Candles. But yeah, no, but yeah, long, then Long Duck Dong Dr- Dr- is driving Molly Ringwald and his new tall athletic girlfriend back to, back home, I guess? Oh no, they're driving to yeah. the party. Yeah, yeah this well, randomly... Pu- they're gonna drop Sam off. Okay, that's home. okay. Yeah, Sam's yeah. not even at the party. That's so weird. It's the main character of no. the movie, and she's not in, like, the next third of the film. And then a quick scene of her parents having dinner with their future son-in-law and his parents, and oh, while the Godfather yeah. music is playing, because they're all sleazy Italian racist stereotypes, too, I guess. Sure. Uh, reading up about this movie, the insinuation, I guess, is supposed to be, because there's this whole plot thread about how... The sister is not getting her period, so this is suggesting that it's a shotgun wedding. 
Because this Guido-ass fucking motherfucker is not, like, they think they've knocked, he's knocked her up? And so that's mm. why this family, the super waspy, rich white family, is now stuck, like, like in a shotgun wedding getting married to, like, this fucking, yeah, you, you, you see her husband-to-be. Uh, this is actually a guy who shows up in, in a bunch of other John Hughes movies. He is... Uh, Wait, the Malaco from uh, the, the 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 bar scene from uh, Weird Science. He's the janitor from uh, Breakfast Club. But yeah, this this actor is like forty five years old, and he's brought his mom along, who's like in a tracksuit. She's she is she is like a reject from the set of Goodfellas, though. She is this lady with like, way too much makeup, uh, wearing a tracksuit. She's like sticking her fingers in the ice water at the table and all this shit. And they're mm-hmm. just driving home. Yeah, with that and the Godfather music, he's like. These, like, sleazebag Italians are these going to be their new in-laws. And that's the whole point of this scene. That's it. It's just like, hey, uh, this movie, it's not enough to be racist against Asians. I guess we need to put, like, a bunch of awful, like, Italian stereotypes in this movie for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that scene ends. <laughs> so... It's weird because when they drop off Molly Ringwald, uh, they've got, a mm-hmm. like, a window tray full of food, which suggests they just, like, stop by, like, you know, some kind of, like, old old-timey American graffiti uh, driving yeah. uh, for food, yeah. too. But anyway, but yeah, they drop off Molly Ringwald and Long Duck Dong and yep. big-titted athletic lady drive off. Yeah. A party is happening at Jake's house. He's not into it. And yeah, he's all rather, sulking and shit? He'd rather go look at the photo of Sam in the yearbook. Yeah. Which I guess Dong is a, gets there with his... I guess the yearbook also doubles as a student directory because he has her phone number. I guess. Which I, that's <laughs> so... I've never seen that before. No. Yeah, as, as someone so, who was a teenager in the 80s. Donger crashes the car into another car that people are making out in the back of at the party and get there. And also, the dorks are there and they have. They're like, oh, we shouldn't be here, man. Yeah. And, and fucking Ted is like, hey, we got $70 and a pair of panties. We're golden. Which, what? I guess the joke <laughs> is that, like, that shows how inexperienced he is that no one would care about either of those things, I guess. But yeah. yeah, he knocks on the door and Long Duck Dong's already inside and he opens it. And he's like, oh, come so they in, were, fellas. Uh, well, they, wait, whoa, whoa. They were charging a buck piece to, for people to see her panties. Oh, they I didn't realize that's where the 70 bucks came from. I didn't get that people, joke. 70 people, desperate, desperate losers. Just to see panties? To look at a pair of panties that it isn't even proved that were ever on a lady. Exactly, because it's not like it came with a will. It's not like she showed up and said, hey, here are my panties. He could have just stolen his mom's underwear. Here's your your signed notary of authenticity that uh, these are my panties. And I guess, like, it's not like they're, like, used or anything. Like, it's not like, I mean, I guess they're, because she just took them off her own body, but it's not like, oh, God, that's even going to get to a gross area I don't even think about, but. Anyway, fucking Jack Mm. Ryan starts calling Molly Wimbledon's parents because they're staying in in Molly Wimbledon's room. Well, hold on. Hold on now. So, let's see. Where the fuck am I? I mean, Party. not that it's th- th- Especially this, not that it's this whole middle section of the but, movie is the most shiftless because it has nothing to do with Mario Lundgren. Well, oh, it's a bunch of oh, happenings. Yeah, so, yeah. so, the dorks eventually ring the doorbell, which is a gong because it's... Long Duck Dong is there yeah. opening the door. Waka, waka, and waka. Then, and then Ted says, oh, let's go inside. Stop being such faggots. Oh, oh yay, movie. Two in the movie. You did yay. it. Hooray, yay. 80s. Nothing. Is there anything redeeming about this movie? No. 
it's it, like even there's like some people in this movie that I actually like from a performance, and then they're, they're totally wasted. There's nothing. I mean, you're the you're the biggest Joan Mu- Cusack mark I've ever. Yeah, no, known and like I'm, I should be and no, and like she's wasted. Like that's like and like the funniest thing she does in this movie doesn't even. It, it's not even funny because anything she does, it's just the fact that like she's wearing a a, a sweater. With like a, a like a skirt napkin thing. That's it. It's not like even anything she's doing. It's just, oh god. But the other random things like the the dorks go in. They accidentally knock over a pile of beer cans. Yeah, that a bunch of jocks were stacking up. Yeah, the jocks. Know, it's weird because it's, it's it's a bunch of fifty year old dudes. It's like three meaty guys <laughs> who just kind of stand up like threateningly, but they don't do anything. Again, John yeah, Hughes would so... get better at least with gags like this. But, yeah. So somehow, via the yearbook, he got Jake got Sam's number he just and called her house. It's, yeah, they never show him looking up the phone number. It's just like he's suddenly like, "Okay, I'll call her." Yeah, and she's got her own private line in her house Which, because her dad's like earlier in the movie, he's like, "Oh, she's got her own private." I told her she should have never gotten a private line. Even I oh, does he actually say that's, that? Yeah, which actually in that's the how 80s, fucking rich that family in is. the eighties. You would have to because a few people yeah. had multiple lines like that, so you would have to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Which, if if it had been, like, cheap and easy to do, my parents would have done it, because I clogged up our phone line with the internet yeah. so much in the eight, in the late 90s. Uh, so, I, my family he, was lucky, because my dad, he used the internet enough for, for work stuff, that, so that's why we even had a computer that, like, that eventually mm. justified us getting, like, a dedicated phone line just for the internet. Which, yeah. that was nice, but still, it's not like you could do that much. We eventually did, Like, dial-up too, porn but, was but, not, like, really but worth my, it. But my parents would be using their computers on one phone line, and I'd be using mine on the other phone line. Yeah. And oh, then no terrible. one's using but the anyhow. phone line for what it's supposed to be. For, yeah. 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 So, anyhow, Jake tries calling Sam's house, and her grandparents are there, and acting very confused, like they've never heard a fucking phone before. And they eventually answer it right as he's hanging up, and he says, "Oh, eat me," which is the, that's a reaction you have yeah. when somebody doesn't pick up. And the, the grandpa's like, "What? Who was that one that they want?" And the grandma's like, "Oh, he wanted sex." Well, she just says sex, and then just the cuts away, and that's supposed to be the punchline. Yeah. It's just yeah. yep. So, uh, and there's a couple scenes of, of uh, Long Duck Dong sitting on his girlfriend's lap as she uses, like, an elliptical bike. Which they're kind of having one to be, like, through the clothes sex, I guess, or something like yeah. that. He's She's biking, and he's all just flailing all over her, which is yeah. not funny. It's just dumb and, like, whatever. It's just a thing that's happening. It's the, There's no joke to it. It's just... I don't know if I can think of more examples of this. Maybe you can. What? Giant... Ladies in the 80s between this and Police Academy. <laughs> There's what something. Was, what's the deal? These Robert Crumb motherfuckers who were into like <laughs> seven foot tall ostrich budded ladies. Yeah, that's especially with the like the physique of that lady in particular. I don't know if she was actually supposed to. I don't know if like they got, actually got like an athlete to play that role, but there's something like jokes about like, yeah, big breasted, large, tall ladies, Amazons that little dudes would climb over. And like, because mm-hmm. it, it's not funny, and so you're like, did they just do that? Because that was like a, like that was their fetish, and they were just trying to sneak it into the film. Because it's not like that amusing or anything like that. Yeah, there's just yeah. sometimes there's tall ladies with big tits in the world, and that's just the way it is. It's not like funny. It's mm-hmm. yeah, anyway. No, like, so yeah. Jake tries calling Sam again, but his girlfriend's like, ah, all drunk. She is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, he's like, go away, and closes the door, and now her hair is caught in between the door and the door frame. Oh, no! And she, instead of and just knocking calls... on the door, 
to get him to open the door so she can get her hair free. She's well. Hold on. Yeah. Because first he tries calling Sam again. Oh, and, oh, and I forgot this is a running gag. And he's like, hello, sir, may I please speak to Samantha? Is she available? And they're like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, may I please leave a message at your convenience? And they're like, blah, 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 and give him a piece of their mind. <laughs> also, Hilarious. what is this happening? Because either this party has started like, very late. Like, this party started at midnight. Or, or yeah. those grandparents went to bed at, like, 8 p.m. Like, either one yeah, of the I two. Know. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but yeah. Yeah, so eventually, uh, well then, her, the Carol and her, the drunk girlfriend gets her hair cut to get out of the doorway because yeah, her, her friends two are friends, drunk. Well, one of which is Star from The Lost Girl, uh, from Lost Boys, which mm. I was glad to see, because I love, she's great in Lost Boys. thought I recognized her. Yeah, uh, which I guess that, that makes sense, because Lost Boys would have been made just like a year or two after this, so she would be age-appropriate, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So everybody leaves, Jake's house is destroyed, his drunk girlfriend's hair is chopped off i do like he goes at doesn't is her hair just still stuck at the door or something like that yeah, yeah which is weird because then the, uh. the, the girlfriend's actually got that hair later with her but yeah yeah um so he walks around after everybody's gone looking at the disaster picks up a beer can off a table it's and... weird because this is his 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 castle mansion has been destroyed like there, there's mm -hmm. a whole thing they showed earlier where someone dropped a dumbbell through two floors of the house and have destroyed the super richy rich fucking wine cellar they have. Like someone's yeah. like barfed in the piano, and yeah. like it's like it, it almost feels like it's it feels like Bruce Wayne walking around his trash penthouse, not like a seventeen year old boy walking around his parents' McMansion. And he doesn't mm -hmm. seem to be faced by any of this. Uh, I no, forgot what, he's what's a the golden point? child. Yeah. What? So what's? Does he discover something? What? Uh, I do like the yeah, thing uh, where there's a pizza on a turntable, and it's playing. Mm. The soundtrack of the film begins to skip when they show the pizza on the turntable, which I did think that was. I did laugh. That was a funny joke. Mm. Um, but so yeah, what but happens? Farmer here? Ted is under. Oh, uh, that's what table. it is, and it just cuts Crafting. away from that. It's yeah. yeah okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, it just uh, I, this is just setting up the fact they have a conversation here in just a bit while mm -hmm. they're cleaning up. Well, mm -hmm. not even cleaning up, but okay. At Sam's place, her dad comes down to the couch where she's sleeping and is like, Hey, oh, we fucked up real bad. We forgot your birthday. This wedding has really messed everybody up. I know we probably had conversations about how the wedding was scheduled the day after your birthday, and that was weird. Because you're planning this for a year. You think someone would realize, what other dates are we got going on around the time of that wedding? Yeah. 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 And and you didn't object to that fact. You just stared at us and said, "Really?" You were but quiet whatever. for a whole year in on top of our own <laughs> stupidity. He should be like, "This is as much your fault as ours." We're all and dumb. that's all she needed. She's like, mm, "It's okay." <laughs> <laughs> but she got another problem. He can sense it. <laughs> Maybe a guy, and she's like, "Oh!" And she hugs him, and he's like, "Ever, yeah, we're all upset that." And your sister Ginny is marrying that guy too, and she's like, "Ugh, fuck! It's not that. It's that she loves a guy, and he doesn't even know she exists." <laughs> and then, if I was, if if I was my sister, I'd have him crawling on my knees. And then he's like, "Have you seen your sister or her choice in men?" And then he's like, "Hey, whenever when you grow up, having everything handed to you, this is blah blah blah." It's like I, well, yeah, good job, Dad. You really learned that lesson. I was about you? to say that's a weird thing for a dad who has spoiled his daughter into being an idiot to kind of be like, "Oh yeah, when you're done, when your sister, she's spoiled like an idiot. She makes bad choices." It's like, oh, yeah, that's a weird mm -hmm. thing to point out, Dad. It looks like yeah. a weird little bit of self awareness there. But yeah, I guess so I guess like, she's well, forty five year old years old now, so he, he's not any time to change it. I guess, but yeah. 
He's like, well, glad I could help. Time to go up in bed and rip and leaves. And then at Jake's house, he's handling... Well, there's a joke here where I guess he says mm. something like, boy, it's sure a good thing you didn't leave your panties anywhere, or something like that. And then suddenly smash mm. cuts to Jake is holding her panties, and yeah, she, uh, fucking uh, Farmer Ted's making martinis in, in, yeah. in, in, in the garbage of the wasteland of uh, the remnants of the party for him, and they're essentially just having a... Like, not even a heart-to-heart, -heart, but like... They're just talking. Yeah. They're just talking about uh, uh, what's her name? Sixteen Candles, Molly Ringwald. What's the character's name? Sam. 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 They're talking about Sam. Yeah. Wow. I do like actually. It does seem like it seems, Anthony Michael does seem to be pretty good at making uh, martinis because he's doing the shaker thing and everything like that. And actually, I don't drink, but I was like, ah, that looks like a pretty good martini though. Anyway, shout out to. And so uh, Jake's like, oh, it's the way she looked at me, there's like I was a leopard. Oh, and Ted is like, ah, it's all games, Jake. I lose my lunch money because some bitch asked to borrow it, and any halfway decent girl can rob me blind because I'm all too, I'm too torqued up to say no. How is this character so charming, Billy? At least How he's is he so charming. But yeah, it's just, it's one scumbag piece of shit having a heart-to-heart -heart with another, which, this is the beating, scuzzy heart of this movie. Um, I, uh, and it only gets worse Oh, uh, and then Jake has to open his mouth. Jake, oh, Christ. Jake's like, he's like, uh, Ted's like, she really likes you, and Jake's like, oh, you better not be dicking me around. He'd hate to get get with a girl and have her not want him. And, I do and like Ted is like, honest hey, about, yeah, exactly. He's, he's Hey, yeah. if I dick you around, you beat the shit out of me. Why would I dick you around? Yeah, at least honest. Yeah. Yeah. I also am watching and, uh, this now and I didn't realize Ted's wearing he's essentially costumed like Jennifer Connelly and Labyrinth. He's wearing this big pirate shirt with like that mm. goes down to like halfway to his knees. Anyway, that's the nut that's anyway, the there. Anyway, so um uh But yeah, Jake's Jake starts Ted, talking. Hold on, about hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, to Ted Ted says, Hey, but if you just want this girl for another piece of ass, I'll do it myself or I'll get somebody bigger than me and pay them to beat you up and he's like, Hey, I could get ass anytime I want. Hell, I got Carolyn passed out drunk upstairs. If I wanted to, I could violate her ten different ways. Mm, oh, nope. God, no, sir. This, nope. This, that is a terrible, this, terrible, terrible line that should have never been written even by the in hands of men. Three, this, is, this is... Ooh, that's bad. This that's is bad, wrong even back then. This is, mm -mm. this is like when people are like, Mickey Rooney, like he like even like, but in 1965 it was fine back then. No, people were, like even 1985 for this shit. Like no, that does not. And like, granted, he's not saying he would do that or he like, but it's still no. Just and this is supposed to be the fucking male romantic lead of this movie. This is supposed to be the guy that we're supposed we're supposed to feel so happy and fuzzy over the fact that he ends up with Molly Ringwald at the end, and it's just like. Uh, well, it gets uh, worse. Yeah, it gets it gets fundamentally even worse. Oh my god! You can say this, you can say this movie hey, is like Gamera, hey, he's not saying he where he slices off can, the one yeah. monster's leg and he's like, okay, I can do worse. I'm gonna do a backflip over so, the thing. Oh my god! You can you can say, hey, at least he's not saying he would violate her, but what he do do? No, but if you we'll want to violate, yeah. Oh Jesus! So. He doesn't like her anymore. She's a jerk. Look at what she did to his house. Uh, he wants love now. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then the, there's, um... <laughs> so, he'll make Ted a deal. If he... If Ted lets him keep these panties, Sam's panties, 
he'll let him take Caroline home. But she has to make sure he gets home. She gets home and doesn't just leave her in a parking lot somewhere. And you're like, is he implying what I think he's implying? Yeah, I mean and that's. Then, and then he says, oh, I can't do that. I'm a freshman. Jake replies, she's so blitzed, she won't know the difference. And then I'm like, mm, that sounds more definitive. And um, and then he says, well, I don't have a license. And he's like, I don't, I can, tr- I trust you. And he doesn't have a car. Or whatever. He'll take and take James. And he says, uh, Ted says, I'd love to, but I can't. And then a boing sound effect, and he's carrying this poor, tr- passed out drunk girl. Well, it's even worse because the, the first car. thing we see is got her slung over her shoulder. She's like wearing a super short skirt, so we already almost see like her fucking nibbly bits. And it's just like, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know what, like. I have to hand it to John Hughes that, like, I know he was, this is his first movie, he's an up-and-coming writer, but the fact that he was able to get both Woody Allen and Harvey Weinstein to do, like, punch-up on this, on, on this screenplay, <laughs> it speaks to how, how influential he must have been at the time. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Really. So they load this poor, drunk, unconscious girl into this fucking Rolls Royce. Yep. Oh. It's Jake's dad's cars because he can't take... Uh, Jake's because it's a stick. Yeah. And then and then and then uh, Ted gets in the car and she's passed out drunk and he looks over at her and you get a close up shot of her panties and it just I got a full body a creeper chill sit down the spine. of a boner where like your dick tries to stab your 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 fucking liver because it's going in inverse so hard. It's just mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of comes to and is like, "Who are you?" Or she looks at she looks at Ted, then she looks at Jake and is like, Who's he? And he says, That's me. And she's like, Who are you? And he says, I'm him. <laughs> and then and they they leave. She passes out again and just charming all over the place. And then Ted drives off. Outside long duck dog is in a tree and he says, Oh a sexy girlfriend and jumps down and lands on Jake after saying bonsai. Because this know, movie's firing off cylinders right now, just like mm-hmm. this is wrong, like racially, sexually, just fucking oh my god. hmm We should have had a uh, a Joshin fill out a uh, like a statement on this movie you could have read. Oh this is you know, this is the funny thing because this is Joshin his parents' house. They, Joshin's parents eventually bought the house across the street from Molly Ringwald's house in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought he had, that he had grown up in that house across the street. No, he so his so, so well. Fortunately for this production, it would have been interesting if they had to sign off on like, oh, we have to film all this shit with Long Duck Dong with a like Japanese American family living across the street, so they didn't have to do that. But. I guess, like, even to this day, his his mom has to put up with the fact that, like, John Hughes people, fans, keep on showing up to the neighborhood to take photos of themselves with, uh, in front of Molly, Molly Ringwald's house across the street. But even aside from that, yeah. I was funny, because I, I told Joshin that we were talking about this movie today, and we were both joking about professional race trader Getty Watanabe, and... Joshin was like, Joshin's a big comedy nerd, and so he's, he was like, I I don't feel that bad about Getty Whatnot because, like, he's, he's listened to some podcast interviews with that guy, and he seems to be, he seems to understand that, like, you know, he like he did what he could to survive in Hollywood, like, you know, like, yeah. it's not like he's proud of this work, but, like, yeah, it's, it's weak. like, if they hadn't hired him, they would have hired someone else, and at least he got to do yeah, better work. if they hadn't hired him, it would have been Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney's still out there to- Chimney Jellickers, Chimney Jellickers, just wait for any chance to jump back in. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, I can totally, I can see him in the Fall Out Boy costume. Just shut up, just, any, ch- the moment Getty, Getty, Getty Wanabi threatens to fuck up or leave the production. Yeah. Oh god, anyway. So, 
The other nerds, the geeks, they get dropped off at their house there via the trunk is... of the So the, they've been kidnapped by the, those three big bruisers whose cans they knocked over at the party. There is one... Mm -hmm. I don't know. There, there's no punchline to this or anything other than the fact that this shows how they got home. Uh, the, 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 the jocks were driving around with the geeks in their trunk, and there's one funny bit where they take the... I don't even funny. There's... Where they take the one nerd out, and then there's the second guy, the second nerd they have to pull out of the trunk. And the second nerd, when he's like... He does this little, like, shimmy and, like, a little smile as he's waiting for the jocks to pull, pick him up out of the trunk, which I thought that was actually funny. I don't think it's an intentionally funny thing by the movie. It's just a weird little thing that the actor does in that scene, which I just thought was... Anyway, it's neither. It's only one thing. I think I, I'm the only person in the world who would notice or care about that. I just thought it was all funny. Moment. But anyway, no, but that's I just noticed. showing what, like, because it's important to the plot later that the, those guys get home. I yeah, guess. very important. Yeah. So Carolyn is being belligerent in the Rolls Royce. At least she's head, conscious now. Drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, at least because it well, doesn't get bad when least... she's conscious. So yeah. she gives him a tic tac, but oh man, <laughs> it's not a tic tac. It's birth control uh, pill, and he acts like she just put a burning hot poker in his mouth that was gonna give him cancer because he's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a toxic masculinity thing where it's like, oh my god, like I'm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that used to be a joke of my parties, like when ladies would like because it's like an inevitable thing at the house parties I would host like women would break out their birth control as a joke or something like that and I would be like oh, mm. let's do drugs I'll do I'll take your birth control I've taken birth control in the past as a funny joke at a party but it's not like the funny joke was just like well, let's see if Bill's gonna grow tits now but like it wasn't like a mm. toxic masculinity like oh my god this don't move. Well, I don't know so well, the funny thing that my joke was the reverse of this instead of being fearful it was like oh I'm gonna do drugs He's like, you know what I could do to a boy at my age? Just that I know what I could do to a girl at my age. She tries to kiss him, and instead of just hitting the brakes and slowing down on the road, he swerves onto the sidewalk and hits a trash can, and he, he stops, and he's like, oh, we're not moving again until you knock it off. And she says, don't be such a poop, and her head falls in his lap, and he says, on second thought. Yeah, he turns to the camera. She, this is the one big... Well, he he grabs, she grabs the back of his head and says, I love you, and then he looks directly at the camera and says, this is getting good. No movie. No. No, it's not. This it is getting bad. It is getting very. The very movie. Bad. You want to slap it with a rolled up newspaper and tell it to go yeah. piss in the yard, not in the carpet and home. Yeah. A rolled up newspaper, maybe with razor blades <laughs> sewn into just it. Shoot it like fucking. Put the dog out of its misery. Don't just put it. Punish it. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. So. So he drives to his nerdy friend's house where they're wearing stuff on their heads because I, that's a funny joke. I guess these guys are brothers or they're just having a sleepover I after guess. the party, I, I guess. Know. yeah. Maybe they're lovers. I don't Who know. Who knows? So uh, yeah. Get, It'd be funny if the movie was really progressive camera, in that one way. Where it's like, yeah. Get your camera and come outside and they crash into things inside the house. It's really funny. And they come outside and are amazed at the car and the girl. And they say, no one's going to believe you, Ted. And Ted is, he's just an asshole to these guys, like, slapping them on the side of the head, throwing beer cans at him, being like, take the fucking picture. Move. Yeah, they're trying to do a little mm -hmm. bit like Bill Murray with, like, fucking uh, Ray Stance and Ghostbusters thing, where he's, like, the, the, the schemer and they're just the nerds and he has to corral them a little bit. But it's more just mm -hmm. a kind of abusive, fucked up thing than anything else. But, yeah, yeah so they yeah. set up their Polaroid, take well, a photo. Well, I mean, it... it it fits his character because he's an abusive asshole because then he takes this poor passed out drunk girl and drapes his, her arms on him and his legs, her legs across his lap. And it's like, take the photo and tells her to smile. And she's like, and cheese. And they take a photo. And unfortunately, it's only the top of his head. So that I will not be like able to be used in the court case that is going to be filed against I, him. I do like the funny. It's just like the his eyeball and part of his hair. 
And the movie yeah. just kind of drifts to that. It just kind of focuses on that, like, you know, it just cuts to, like, a close-up of that photo. And then that's 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 pretty much it for Anthony Michael Hall, except for one little scene at the end of the movie. But that's, you know, we're almost done. Oh, thank God. Thank God. So, but Sam's, <laughs> at Sam's house the next morning, various family things are happening. Dad can't use the bathroom because the bad grandpa's shit it up. Dad's shitting the in the yard. grandpa's on the phone telling the police that Long Duck Dong is missing and no, he's not retarded. Guess... And then, <sighs> Thanks, movie. That's, just that's already... the joke. Yeah, that's... The, just... I guess no one bothered to look out the window because uh, like Long Duck Dong is just passed out in the yard. In fact, actually, the dog's kind of sniffing his face and waking him up. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the grandmas are cooking, and but one of them is cooking the other one's too prim and proper, smoking when just opens donuts. Because if you have two set uh, uh, two sets of grandparents in '80s movies, they have to be polar opposites of they each other. One has be... to be a real homebody. One's got to be a really frilly. Yeah, pants. the w- one the one who grabbed uh, Molly Ringwald's tits earlier. She's smoking and she's got this long cigarette that's about to ash. And so the nice country mm-hmm. home grandma, she's trying to like collect the ashes on a on a spatula while, like, the fucking smoking mom's uh, opening a box of Mentum and Donuts, and she just opens the box and says, breakfast is served! And, like, yeah, that's really the funny. joke of that scene, I guess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that did make me long for Endemans Donuts, which I guess is not a West Coast thing. But... I never liked powdered donuts in boxes. Uh, they're never... I mean, they're not great, but... No. And, like, if you're on a road trip and it's, like, 6 a.m. or something like that, that's that could be a life They're always... I always found them way too dry. If you could find, like, a place, if it's, like, a local bakery and, like, the donuts are still kind of, like, they can be. Yeah, that's that's. But fine. it is very, I'm, like. I'm saying, like, yeah. the, 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 the ones you if buy. If it's just, like, a hostess store. just been sitting on the shelf for, like, last six. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've eaten one in, like, 20 years, but I've always, I'd, I would get it and I'd pick one up and be like, ah, man. Yeah. So, uh. Nothing's Sam's. sadder in the world than a dry donut. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Sam is on the phone with her friend talking about how the wedding's about to happen, and then her friend's like, Ah, it's real, I got bad news, I don't know if I should tell you, but my brother paid a dollar to see your panties last night, and she says, Ah! She just shoots herself, and that's the end of the movie. Which is, if it's an 80s, con- an 80s movie, that lady's little brother, who is all, probably like, what, 35? Yeah. Um... <laughs> probably already has stolen his sister's panties or whatever because yeah. they're all perverted. Well, and there's the joke so, the grandparents are eating breakfast on their stairs and they hear Molly Ringwald scream and they're like, oh, that rock music. Which if this movie had yep. been filmed two years later would have been like, oh, those black people and their rap music. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so, so now get ready for five minutes of people oh, getting in cars. God, like, can this just like, it's Great that use they of were just trying time. to pad this movie out as much as possible because it's and there's not even there's a little bit of a joke about how the dad has to get out and then he get, goes in the back seat and gets back in, which is funny because they actually do something a little bit like this with Christmas Vacation, while uh, fucking uh, well at least that's setting up the fact that the family's leaving while Chevy Chase, that delightful Chevy Chase who we all love equally, mm-hmm. uh, is locked up in the attic. Although I don't think he knows, he's even knows. But like this is just this is just happening. Just I'm not get see just showing the family's leaving. But it's well, then they stop, and then the fucking they see. Well, actually, they're out in front of Joshan's house right now, actually. Uh, but yeah, they stop well, and they see say... getting one passed out. Yeah, and the dad says, Hey, there's your China man. <sighs> That's no good. So they uh... get out and roll them over, and one of the grandpas like, Hey, nice. This come movie on. is like being <laughs> stuck with your fucking racist ass uncle for two hours. Jesus Christ. So. 
Long Duck Dog says, no more Yankee, my wanky. I... The donker need food. <laughs> People hold that up as, like, one of the most, like, quotable lines from this movie, which I guess maybe it is just because it's a line and there's no good lines in this movie. But, like, how is that? <laughs> it doesn't even mean anything. It's not even racist. It's just, like, an utterance. It's just Yeah, okay. he's still drunk or whatever. Yeah. And the grandpa's like, Dong, where is my automobile? And he says, automobile? Which... <laughs> All right, that's. Like, I know people like to say that. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, dying of laughter over here. Yeah, John so Hughes deserved that heart attack. <laughs> so you've convinced me. He movie. Repeats, we did not need any more John Hughes movies in the world. He repeats the question as like lake, big lake, and then Grandma calls him a scuzz bucket and kicks him. Great button to that scene, guys. That's it. That's it. that's the scene. Like, <laughs> God. Yeah, it, it doesn't do anything. It's because they, they don't recover the car later or anything. Like It's just there just to have more. No. And again, it just feels like it was there just to pad the length so of the movie. Just so Grandma can kick Dong. <laughs> kick Dong. Grandma Kick Dong. Is a, that's a good punk song title name. Grandma Kick Dong. <laughs> so at the church, the girls get there and are welcomed by the lady from Poltergeist. Which, I, that was a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> she said, she's there late, I guess. And she's like, I was worried you were running behind. And Jenny's like, oh, I wish. <clears throat> or was worried they weren't going to show up, whatever. And Jenny's like, she wish. Or no, I'm sorry. I was worried Wally's you got in an accident. Sister. And Jenny says, yeah. she wishes. So, and her mom's like, her monthly bill just came early. And there's also a really strange bit of acting or staging or whatever you want to call it. Where the mom, like, takes the youngest daughter or puts her arm kind of in front of her and pushes her behind her like she's scared of this four foot three inch tall lady yeah i i don't know what the can, what is because the youngest what is happening? the youngest sister who is molly ringwald's actual real life sister it's not like she's doing anything like i like i i don't know if there's like a bit there in that scene that got cut that would justify why that's happening but it's totally fucking random but it's it, i think they're just scared of the little person and well because they're talking about how and uh, fucking the other sister, she's all, like, for some reason they have her wrapped up in a green coat. And they do have, like, she's got, like, a blanket and a water bottle on her waist. Just to drive home the fact that she's on her period. Uh, but they're like, oh, and they're, they're like, they're, but she took, she's taken she four. took some muscle relaxers and Jay's like, more like four. Oh, no. What will happen oh, next? Oh, no. Well, next we get the Dragonette theme and a shot of the Rolls Royce all muddy with a couple branches. It's just really stuck in it. I guess they didn't want to actually destroy the Rolls Royce. They just wanted no, to throw some mud and some not. branches on it, but yeah. Yep. And they're passed out in the back. Somehow, Ted got his headgear to these sleep I in. don't even understand. Like, it's magically teleported from his house into his mouth. I guess maybe he carries it in his mm -hmm. pocket all the time. On... Yeah. Yeah. So, and she's Caroline slapping him awake and... He's like, damn, my head, my head, my head. He's like, well, hop on. And she's like, I have no idea. And I'll tell you who you, I'll tell you where we are if you tell me who you are. And he's like, I'm dead. And I guess the beer cans all over the car imply that they got drunk again? I guess so. Like, they left the nerd's place and went out and he... Because he can't remember? Yeah, like, I guess maybe he got drunk while taking advantage of her. And then they, I guess, they were both drunk and then they took and then advantage he, of and each then other, he I guess? Was, and then he's like, did I do that to your hair? And she's like, I don't know. Anything is possible at this point. But I think the wardrobe did it because this wig is a mistake. Yeah. And also, yeah, magically, that, that cut off hair is teleported to her. because She left it at Jake's house. <laughs> and 
it's also a different color than the hair it on her head. It is just, yeah. I mean, I mean that's not the <laughs> and, point of the scene, but, like, it's a little, like, yeah. No. And yeah. then he's like, hey, did you, uh, did we, um, you know, uh, did we, uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. And then he asks if he enjoyed it. And he's like, I, I, I mean, well, uh, did you enjoy it? And she says, you know, I have a weird feeling I did. Excuse me, what did you just say, movie? No, no, movie. No, 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 no. What did no, you just no, say, no, movie? No, no, no. Movie, you don't get to say that. No. Be Bill, do you think this movie was written by a man who has never talked to a lady in his how life? Did he, I think he had a wife and kids. Like, how... I know the 80s were rough, but Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Oh, my God. It's funny because it's like, this. parts of this movie feel like it wasn't just like 30 years ago, but like 80 years ago. Jesus Christ. So anyway. Ginny is all fucked up in the church getting ready for her wedding. Yeah, she's now officially Jake, shuckered, yeah. Yeah, Jake goes to Sam's house where Dong opens the door and screams, saying "You won't." he won't open the door because you beat up my, my face. I guess there was and, a deleted scene, I guess? which. Well, he jumped down on him in the tree, and I guess he... And oh, is Jake that says, the insinuation? Grab, okay. Yeah. You grabbed my nuts. And then the gong sound as he realizes oh, who he is. And Dong opens the door and is like, Oh, sorry about that. I thought you were my mountain of a girlfriend. And he asked for Sam, but she not though. So she's at the church getting married. Married? Married. Yeah, married. Married? Yeah, married. Jeez. Huh? And then at the church, Jenny's still high. Sam knows, says she's sorry for being a butt lately and kisses her on the cheek, which makes her tip over and fall over. And then Dad runs over there from his side of the hall, and they start yelling about how she's on her period at volumes that nobody ever talks about, so the whole church, waiting for her to come out, can yeah. hear her. And well, she falls into the laps of, like, I guess it's the girls. Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So they all start walking down the aisle. What? Well, let's see. That is that next. Yeah. yeah. So they, the, the the sisters all come out walking down the aisle. Is this scene happening on your screen, yeah. Bill? So watch for Fat Buddy Hackett. <laughs> it's bad clone in the front left, right where she sits down. Just stare right down the fucking lens of the camera. Oh, he's God. like making vaguely Italian hands, like shaking his head. Oh, this guy looks like he's just. Uh, a sweaty mess of a human. I was more oh, distracted man. by how fucking like the racist stereotypes that are filling the whole groom's half of the like thing because it's all a bunch of yeah. Oh, so I wasn't par paying attention to any one person in particular because there's a bunch of freaks in this scene. It's it's pretty. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. It's it's. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I see, totally see what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. He's staring at the camera. He's like making like he's making this Italian hand gesture. He's like, oh, mamma mia, kind of. Yeah, this, yeah. This is totally Italian funny hacket. That is what. <laughs> oh man, I love you, Daniel. You're fucking fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, if I if no. I noticed that guy before, I would have been like, he looks like an Italian version of someone who can't I can't quite place my finger on, and it would have been Buddy Hackett. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway, they eventually get to the front of the church. Brian Doyle Murray, takes off he's her the veil. priest getting yep. him married, yeah. Yeah, and throws it to the side. He's the priest, he has nothing to do nothing. with this Nothing, there's movie. no reason why it had to be Brian Doyle Murray, but... No. At the car with the creepy dude. The, they're talking. Well, they're yeah, it's Farmer Ted it. and Caroline or whatever. They're still talking. They, do yeah. they kiss? Yeah, they do kiss. Yeah, uh, so I guess they're so... now an item. 
Well, no, we gotta get to the fucking line that he didn't run past any ladies in any form or fashion. Where she's like, I never went out with a freshman. You were pretty crazy last night, but you know what I liked best? Waking up in your arms. Yeah, I, you should have probably run that line past a couple ladies at Wish. least, John, because that like conversation the... has never happened in the history of and ever. And the alcoholic does go, these things? And he, like, gestures at his own little fucking breadsticks? And, like, mm -hmm. to be fair, that is kind of like... Yeah, I mean, that is such a weirdly purple line of prose. Like, your arms... Like, they didn't wake up in each other's arms! Like, what? And, like, it also just... It's just so... It's such a weirdly corny sentiment. And also, yeah, he's built like a 12-year-old boy. Like, what is... Oh, my God. It's ladies a weird love waking up in the arms of strangers uh, after they had sex with them when they were I mean, I know that's drunk. the fundamental thing, but there's, like, it's so weird and wrong on, on multiple levels. Like, even just, like... Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah. So, anyway, fucking... Jake shows up in his fucking, like, Ferrari Porsche, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, yeah, God, well, I fucking kissing. hate these people. And then she goes over to talk to him, and they they talk, and Jake tells her he she he's sorry for getting her mixed up with that guy. And she's like, that wasn't too terrible. That's a lie. It sure was. And she's sorry for being such a butthole, ruining his house with her party the night before. So they break up and hug. And I feel like the movie's trying to make everybody redeemable in this thing. No, but it's such it a weird shoulder everyone. shrug after all this awfulness that it's just... Mm -hmm. instead, of, in, in, instead of leaving everyone open and clear and, like, tying everything up in a bow, it's just, like, this big, greasy fucking mud flap fart at the end of the yep. movie, yeah. Where nothing feels good. So now, good. We, 20 minutes of people leaving the church. Yeah, Great. because it's the 80s, and they didn't know how to edit shit like this, so, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then... We had to. Sam goes, oh, her veil, and goes back inside. And then Zelda is in there walking, and I guess the joke is that she's got a sloshing bottle sound as she walks. Oh, is that because th it's just a thing that happens? Yeah, there's like, a weird sound no effect. It's the sloshing it. of a bottle. No, so what then, then she's like, weird. "Hi, my sister forgot her veil." And then after she, Sam leaves, she's like, "I need a drink." Uh. <laughs> And then Sam goes outside, and everybody's already loaded in cars and is leaving. <gasps> but what is that? <gasps> Jake is there standing next to his expensive car, and he waves at her. Oh, my God. And... It's the perfect 80s <gasps> materialistic ending to the shitty, shitty movie. It's all romantic, because they've never said a word to each other. It's magical. Yeah, they have this some... is... They're... They have some hot conversation that goes like this. Tyra, so you, uh, you gotta, I guess you gotta go to the reception now. Yeah, probably... Can I call you later? Yeah. I mean, no. This... No, I, no, I can't call you later? No, no, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to the reception. Oh, oh okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Mwah, Shakespeare. That, and they are destined to be together forever. I mean, again, I can appreciate, so, like, it's low stakes. You're, this is supposed to be, like, a little of a naturalistic, you know, they're just getting to know each other. It's just a little, it's, a, it's, it's like, like awkward, meet cute. But it's just, no, it's just terribly written for what so, even what it's trying to do. And these characters are already established to be terrible, whether or not you're watching this 1984 or, 19, or 2020. It's poopy, yeah. So her dad sees Sam get in a car with a strange man. Yeah, and gives her like the okay the signal and is like, hell yeah, great. <laughs> and, he makes a so, weird blowjob motion for some. 
It's the middle of the day, and then suddenly it's at his house in the middle of the night. They're sitting on a glass table. Never sit on a glass table. I can't table believe the movie a... has the balls for this to be the happy ending of this fucking movie. Yeah, I, get, they, I guess fucking got a... a fucking Jake is, he went to Hogwarts and he did a magic clean my castle spell. And so <laughs> now his castle house mansion is like totally clean, and they're both sitting on a glass table, and there's a cake, and it's perfect. It's all of And nothing. And they're like, let's... Oh. And she, he's like, you gotta blow out the candles and make a wish. She's like, it already came true. And then they lean over the top of the candles to kiss, and they catch on fire and die, and his house burns down. It's the end. Let's put those motherfuckers right out of their misery. That is the end. The end of 16 this Candles. This movie did nothing to change my opinions. The John Hughes is vastly overrated. This is, I mean, I'm, I'm committed now. I'm gonna have to do fucking... Pretty in pink just to see because that, that that was made after he's done a couple of his better movies so i need to see if it gets better and just to round out i'm already half the, 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 that's half of my john hughes blind spot cleared out but holy shit that was not a the good only, start the only point part i liked of this movie was in the end credits where i got to learn kazoo's on classics performed by the temple city kazoo orchestra is a thing <laughs> i need to like i i found the soundtrack to the movie but i don't think that's on there i have to dig that up Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, so that's... That is... That was terrible. That was legitimately bad. That was... And I know my sister watched it a lot growing up, and I don't know why. I... Well, that's part of the thing, is I wanted to see this, too, because, like, I've, I've heard people say bad things about... I can't remember if they were talking about Pretty in Pink or Sixteen Candles, because they always roll together in my mind. But, like, I always assume people sh talk, talk shit about these movies just because they were, like... John Hughes's girl movies, quote-unquote girl movies with Molly Ringwald. But no, that was objectively bad. Like, again, like, from any perspective, no matter how you would have... Like, who... Like, it's not a gender thing. It's just fucking... T Ugh, poopy. I, I'm sitting on the IMB trivia page right now just because, you know, sadness. But there's one that's... <laughs> That I I don't know if it was written by human because it says <laughs> Molly Ringwald got to decorate Samantha's bedroom with items from her own dwelling. Her own dwelling? Did they, her you own can just dwelling. say with her own stuff. With her own dwelling. <laughs> no, from her own dwelling. Dwelling. Just like a real human female might do. Molly Ringwald is a human female with the four <laughs> limbs, all of them attached and complete without missing toes or fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, man. That yeah, was but, rough. That was a so, punch to the gut, like, man. That was yeah, super. like, like my wife said, it was poorly acted, poorly written, <laughs> sexist, racist. Did she rapey? Did she stick around to watch the whole thing? Yeah, I, I about like with half an hour left, I was like, "You want me to turn it off?" And she's like, "Hey, leave it on unless you." Did she stop express it. any opinion in watching uh, Pretty in Pink? She's uh, yeah. She said she'd like to see it again because she thinks she remembers liking it better. That, I mean, I've heard people. Yeah, I can't be worse. Like at least I've never, never heard of anything that. more racist in that movie than this. So at least from a yeah. political situation. Although that that sounds like that's that that's the class struggle one. So that could go off the rails there in all kinds of fucked up ways there too. Um, but fuck, man, Jesus H Christ! I can see why people have never really talked about Sixteen Candles in the same esteem that like. Uh, Breakfast Club or uh, fucking Ferris Bueller to talk about, but God, it's not like Weird Science is any kind of like fucking oh. major classic. But that even Weird Science is more progressive than that Are fucking piece of shit. And that's a that's a movie line. about two teenage boys who build a girl in their bedroom. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
Yeah. The movie's line, can I borrow your underwear, for 10 minutes was voted as number 86 of the what? 100 greatest movie lines this, by Premiere in this 2007. This is why movie culture needs to be completely ignored. Because, like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Not even for political correctness purposes. That's just not a memorable line. Like, no. Yeah. Stop it. That's not, yeah. Go home. You're fucking, you're not even <laughs> drunk. You're fucking, oh, you're long deck dumb. Get you're it. fucking... Getty Watanabe's accent isn't real. He went to the audition <laughs> for the role of Long Duck Dong. When he went to the audition for the role of Long Duck it's... Dong, he borrowed the accent from a South Korean friend. Oh. He borrowed the accent? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's, it's one of the bits is that like, these people were all pretend. None of them were actually the characters they were playing. This, is, oh, <laughs> this was all a fictionalized <laughs> account of... Oh, Jesus. According, according to Getty Watanabe, there was a deleted scene where he sings at the dance. Oh, I, I can't imagine there's deleted scorcher. scenes in this movie, because like I said, it feels like they were making shit up just to pad it out. Fuck. Ugh. Fuck. Man. Holy yeah, it's, shit. It's, what a tragedy. God damn, yeah, John Hughes, you deserve to die alone on it. <laughs> uh, I am, you know, I'm glad, you know, I knew you would have, like, problems with the obviously problematic stuff in it, but I was I'm glad you didn't like any of it. <laughs> this is one of those things where like like under normal circumstances I would not think about doing Pretty in Pink after this, but now I'm that's it's one more movie I might as well see, and it's one of those things where if it's not better than this, like I'm gonna it's gonna retroactively like like damage my opinion about even the movies of his that I like, or it's gonna be like he just did he either he just got lucky. With the films that he, he, he that I do like, or I was, it really is just. It's gonna confirm to me that it is just because I grew up with those movies, and those those movies are probably objectively bad too. I don't know. I just I, didn't know any better as a kid. I don't. Oh. I know everybody but me loves it, but I despise every character in the Breakfast Club. They're all. I mean, they're all. I mean, they're all shits. supposed to be dipshit kids. They're supposed to be, but. Uh, and at least that that movie has it's not all rich white kids. I mean, the best character in the movie is Bender, and he's the, the fucking. Oh, fuck. Don't. Yeah. I can't even defend the John Hughes movies I like right now. I'm that browbeaten by this piece of shit. What are we talking about next time? <laughs> God. Uh, well, next time we're going back to our Disney. Oh yeah, stuff, what's? We got, it's a bunch of shorts. We got shorts now. Yeah. So at least we'll have fun watching. Yeah, them, hopefully. <laughs> shorts aren't that but I think we're about to get to the I the think this is gonna be at least one of our first shit. goofy how-to shorts right yeah we're gonna do the early to bed which is Donald Duck then the art of skiing with goofy. oh yeah uh canine caddy which is Mickey and Pluto which with yeah uh, <laughs> yeah Chef, Pluto Chef cartoons Donald. I'm not always the biggest fan of yeah yeah the little whirlwind with Mickey is that six yet? Wait, let me see. I think that's like four or One, five, two, yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Little Whirlwind. And Pluto lends a paw, great. Lens- oh, lends a paw, not lends a paw. Yeah. Oh, Pluto cartoons, yeah. Well, I like not, Pluto no, with Chip and Dale. Lens- it can be pretty fun sometimes. It's Pluto lend a paw. Sorry, yeah. Um, and then... Then it's the Reluctant Dragon, which um, we'll probably... I don't know. Maybe we'll put that one up and, and just... Uh, we can just redirect. I don't know. <laughs> Would you want to do that? Just but take I, a I hate it when podcasts do that. Like, sometimes a podcast will take a week off and they'll repost, like, an old one and be like, the best of episodes. And it's like, yeah, that was a good episode, but I could just go back and listen to it. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, I even suggested we could even just record an extra stinger and go back and re-edit that episode. Just drop in, like, hey, Disney Through the Decades. Yeah. Just listen to this episode 
And then well, you can we could also, or just we even could also, redirect. You just re-upload the, I don't know. We'll figure out something. We could rewatch it with our knowledge we have now about Disney stuff. See if we got anything new. I don't well, know. That's entirely possible too. And then, oh man, if that's, I just realized too. If that's, if that's art of skiing, how to ski? That's got to be the first, uh, Goofy yell, right? Yeah, that's yeah, a fucking yeah, landmark yeah, moment yes. just right yeah. in itself. Because yeah. you can't yeah. have Goofy skiing and not have. Woo-hoo-hoo. I can't even begin to replicate that with goddamn that, that that sound, but oh yeah, and then we'll probably have yeah, Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros coming up soon. Then, um, well, I guess Ban- at Bambi before that. Oh, re- oh so really? Ready okay, to get okay, bored? Okay. Ooh, and that's get ready to uh, did fall you? Asleep. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get ready to fall asleep with Bambi. <laughs> drip, drip, drop my life. Super shower. pretty, uh, but ain't nothing going. Yeah, ooh. talk about not not a lot of story to talk about. It's Thumper yeah. trying to fuck another th- girl Thumper. Um, mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah. So you're not tempted at all by HBO Max, right? No, I don't watch enough sh- I, shit to. I I watch stuff on. Oh YouTube. no, that's that's totally fine. I only got it because I like I got like a, like a deal where it's like a, like only ten bucks a month for the first did, year or something like I that. I did see the screenshot you posted and was like, that's fucking Mickey Mouse, but it's a fox that just well, looks exactly. That's, like that's the thing because I well I was just also curious just to see. Actually, I, half the reason I even subscribed even for the first month was just I wanted to see what the uh, the Studio Ghibli movies look like because this is the first time Studio Ghibli's making their movies you know available to stream on one of these services. And I just wanted to see mm-hmm. what that was like. And I didn't realize that, like, I knew that they were hosting a new Looney Tunes show, which they keep on trying to reboot the Looney Tunes every three years. And that's another... Uh, yeah. I haven't seen any of these new ones, but supposedly they're actually surprisingly pretty good. Um, but yeah. then, yeah, they actually do have a decent archive of all the old vintage Looney Tunes stuff. Um, I don't think it's even all the stuff that was on the Blu-ray Platinum collections that came out like a decade ago, but it's still a decent amount. They've got like a good like 100 or 200 uh, cartoons in there. And they also have a whole bunch of, uh, not not all of Hanna-Barbera stuff, but they do have like the Flintstones and the Jetsons. And uh, yeah, and then they do have like even the Looney Tunes, they start off with like, yeah, like Mr. Fox, which or whatever the hell that thing was like, they're, they're knockoff of uh, Mickey Mouse, which really does look like just a Mickey Mouse uh, just uh, when I fired up the yeah, that that thing in the menu, it just looked like a Mickey Mouse short. And it's almost enough. They have, have almost enough non-Disney animation on HBO Plus that or HBO Max that if I ever wanted to do a counterpart to the Disney through the decades, I could pretty much do everything else through the decades. Or like you yeah. could talk about like yeah, what whatever like yeah, whatever shorts were debuting. Like the same week as like uh, Goofy's How to Ski, I could then do like oh, this is also the same week that like Bugs Bunny doing this cartoon, you know, playing baseball also debuted. So it's 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 it's, yeah. it's it is. I'm surprised at how much animation they have on there. Almost almost seems to be collected in such a way as to specifically refute like Disney Plus. So just saying that if you're an animation nerd, it's yeah, surprised at all the animation that's actually on there. Mid-century animation. Um, yeah, Popeye. Well, they have all the Popeye Fleischer shorts too. I was surprised. So it's not just about hmm. ha- not like it's not just about Looney Tunes versus uh, Disney. It's about like other stuff too. So they got the Fleischers. And, uh, but yeah, it's weird they don't have any of the Fleischer Superman stuff, which is weird because Warner Brothers is the Superman stuff, and they don't. It's they, uh, it's, it's, it's what's that shit in public domain? Because I know like you could. Well, DVDs that's the weirdest thing. So you think that stuff would have been? I mean, granted, they may be holding stuff back just to put on the service later. Also, if we're talking about streaming cartoon stuff. That's not that really pertaining to anything we talk about, but yeah, they finally uh, made the 4x3 Simpsons stuff available on Disney Plus, too, so, so that's nice. No commentaries. We're probably never going to get those, but at least we got the 
the the decent looking versions of those those episodes. So, yeah, at least if you're an animation uh, fan, the streaming wars are getting a little bit more interesting. But yeah, yeah. Disney through the yeah. decades. Yeah. I'm still having fun with that. Yeah. We've actually gone a good it. ways through Disney through the decades. I mean, uh, the grand scope of things, we've barely scratched the surface. If you're talking about like all like. 80 years of Disney history, but like, yeah, the fact that we yeah. were all the way up to Fantasia, that's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. I've doing, been doing it for like yeah. two or three months now. At least. Like, wait, no. When did we start doing this? Was it like at Christmas? So it's been like six months. The beginning of the year. Has it been a year? No, at the beginning. At the beginning of the year. Of the year. Okay, yeah. So yeah, six <laughs> months in, I'm, I'm still feeling pretty good about that stuff. I'm glad. Yeah. And yeah. I will continue to... Scrape the bottom of the barrel of my list of things I want to do on this podcast before. And like I, yeah, like I said, I'll give you a list of shit that I, because I've got some holes that I haven't even mentioned to you because I'm ashamed of oh, them. That's fine. That I haven't seen. Yeah. And well, this is one of those things because I know that the what's it going to be our sixth anniversary is coming up this summer. And anytime we get Something to an anniversary, like there's always talk about like, oh, do we continue doing the show and stuff like that? So I at least want to at least put away a couple more of the things that have been standing on my list I've always been meaning to get to before we make any yeah. other more decisions about the future of the podcast. Not that we're talking about uh, stopping the podcast or anything like that, but yeah. And and I'll, just because the last two months have been so much of me just talking about like breaking the rules of the podcast, I just, yeah, I felt it was time to go back and, and do some actual yeah, stuff I, I haven't seen before. <laughs> At this point, I don't mind you breaking the rules because I was such a stickler for the rules when we first started, and then I'm the one that are like, "Fuck the rules! I am so burnt out." Disney through the decades. <laughs> well, that's why that's why it's even almost tempting to be to start talking about other cartoons, but I don't know. I will forget stuff. Just not in the world. But yeah. yeah. So next week. Woohoo! Next week, yeah, <laughs> we'll feel better about life and. Yeah, I and actually, candles. there's a couple. There's at least one Ghibli movie I haven't seen before that I've heard people rave about, and I might end up doing one of those uh, sometime soon, too. So um, There's a chance I might do that before doing the Pretty in Pink just to give us a, ourselves a break. We'll have to figure out, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll figure it we'll out. Figure out stuff. We'll figure stuff. We'll figure it out. Okay. So what's going on? Where, where, where are we at? Where are we from? Where are people more see more of our shit? We're Tardy Podcast. He's muttering on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Tardypodcast.com. Show us around. Talk to us. We're so lonely. We're uh, so sad. All that stuff. We're so sad. It's just sad. Uh, so, uh, he's, uh, you can go support Bill on Patreon. Oh, yeah, right. Patreon.com slash muttering. Throw him a couple bucks or whatever. I'm making just enough on Patreon right now to pay for all the Patreon stuff that I'm subscribed to, so it's just, yeah. Oh, good. Hey, whatever. It's only so other people get to get their money, too, so I'm, I'm glad to support yeah. other people. I'm glad that other people are helping support me. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice time to be Disney to the decade this time. It was a fucking tragedy. John Hughes. Yeah. Go piss on his gravesite. He deserves it. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, because it's not like he's a fucking war criminal or a fucking southern general or a Nazi or anything like that, but goddamn John Hughes, what was wrong? I mean, it was his first movie that he wrote and directed, so there's a little bit of leeway. And then he closed it out with Baby's Day Out. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we need to do She's Having a Baby. I technically have not seen all some kind of wonderful. I could really stretch this out if I wanted to, but... Baby's Day Out. Beethoven. Beethoven's Treasure Tale. Yeah, no, if you look up John Hughes's... What is it? Curly Sue? You know, the career Ugh, opportunities, though, if you want to talk ass. about Jennifer Connelly, I mean, that's just an excuse just to... And I've heard... Literally, I've never heard anything good about that movie other than just the animated gifts of Jennifer Connelly that came out of that movie. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it turns out that actually, like most of John Hughes' mo- out- output was terrible. It's just yeah. He only and even then he only directed eight movies. What's that? He only directed eight. Yeah, movies. Yeah, he, he didn't have any. He, he died relatively young too. But yeah, it's weird that like. It, well, he wrote a shit ton. Yeah, and he wrote a lot of. Well, that's why everyone was mystified because he was he did all those teen comedies in the eighties, and then like after Home oh, Alone, man. he stopped like doing Miss, anything like that. Mister Mom, what if a guy actually did work around the house yeah. like the mom does? <laughs> yeah, and baby boomer <laughs> humor strikes again. Woohoo! Okay, but okay, okay, okay. okay anyway. Wipe our hands done with that shit. Yeah, here. Uh, what's so? What do we wrap this up on? How did the movie? This is, we do, do. we kiss over a cake? What's the what's uh, the lesson here? What's yeah. the? Uh, go watch Gremlins over... too, because that's got Marla Bloodstone. It's 30th anniversary of that coming up. Which I guess if we had not done that last year, I would be doing that right now. But um, just remember, if you have an Asian character in your movie, you don't need to have a gong sound. Yeah. At least, at least he made Akuni so stupid. At least that's kind of funny, and it's not just because it's racist, but it's just kind of very red snapper, very tasty. I mean, he did own a karate studio, and he was throwing karate people through the windows and shit. But like, whatever. Who gives? Okay, whatever. Okay, shut up, Bill. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Keep filling your holes with pop culture. So long, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. What a great way to end a podcast. Who gives a fuck? We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) I love you guys. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.